We are live. Welcome to Harley Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, and we are in here today. Guys, we have found you a fully monogamous couple that is going to be in here debating an actively practicing polyamorous family. So let's get it in today. Intro, baby. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. I can already tell, man. It's going to be a powerful one right here. You need to watch, too. I, like <laughs> I just remember from when I was a child, my mom. To get that white man's option out of his pursuit, me, I ran. I won, don't care. This is dope. have a person. Welcome back, guys. We are back. Took a week off, and we are finally here. Man. Oh, my God. How does man. it feel to be back? It feels good. It's been a minute, though, so we got to get warmed up. We got to kind of get back in the rhythm. We do have to get back in yeah. the rhythm of things, guys. Very excited to have you guys here. This is an episode that um, we, ha we don't do often. You talk about the debates here on Hardly Initiated. We always, listen, I take the debates very seriously, but you guys have been asking us to have this conversation for a very long time. How many emails, how many DMs do we get for us to bring the conversation of polyamory to yeah. the platform? And we have finally done it in a way where, listen, I, I don't wanna do anything that's not credible, y'all. So today, this episode is not only credible, but it will be incredible. All right. Yeah. It's pretty shocking, honestly, how many people actually ask us about this. And you would think that's the thing. You would think that it's 100 percent men asking about this polyamory thing. But a lot of women There's actually more women contact us and reach out to us than men that are very curious about. I don't I don't want to disrespect it because it's not a is it a lifestyle? Like what? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And that's exactly the conversation. What it is, yeah. Relationship yeah. structure. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to get into it, guys. So please stay tuned because we're going to have a phenomenal conversation with two incredible families, not just two people. But the families today are going to be debating, which I'm very excited about. But before we get into it, let's actually talk about our amazing episode sponsor of the day. Yo, shout out to Harley and Love Dating Cards. Let me tell you guys, like, you, you really need this. So, so far, we've sold over a thousand decks. Woo! So, we get messages from really all across the world, which is Incredible. really insane. And the thing is, guys, we actually actively use these. And at this point... I mean, when I when I talk about these cards, I got to be careful because when I pull them out, when I talk about them, it's always somebody that's looking to play. But, you know, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it low key. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, guys, over 100 open-ended questions for you to really take the chemistry to the next level. Yeah. And the thing is, we get some people that's a little apprehensive about using them, right? We get some people that are contacted. It's like, bought my cards, but I don't got nobody to use them with. Guys, you do not have to have a significant other or be on a date to use these. These are ideal for game nights as well. So if you just got a group of friends, you want to get some fun, you want to get some pizza, some wings popped off, you want to get some some dinner, some some festivities popping off, uh -huh. this card game is elite. So please, guys, we got the promotion going. Love 20 all the way to the end of February. Like I said, it's only two days, two man. Days, it's two, two days. days left, y'all. So y'all got to cop these. Just make sure y'all do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, 
Ryan already put you on game. That's love20, promo code 20% off. The link is in the description. So go ahead and get those ASAP, 20% off, only for two days left, depending on when you're watching the show. Shout out to everybody here watching the live show right now. Drop your city in the chat right now. I want to see where everybody's tuning in from because this is a highly anticipated episode and what i want to do now yo and real quick shout out to all the new initiatives that have joined shout out to my girl lisa mckinnis and shout out to simply yeah. and zinga for dropping those memberships man i, I really miss y'all for real it's, <laughs> crazy. it's a week a week is a long time to step away from content now i'll be honest i did enjoy myself right yeah. it got some much needed relaxation in got the reading and journaling going back strong yeah. so i did need it i'm gonna be very real with y'all because it's tasking it's, it takes a toll on you putting out this content it does and you forget sometimes that the the we got to be getting better yeah and i think you can get caught in just putting out content just to make sure you satisfy you know the people that that support you but at the end of the day if we're not getting better i mean what good is the content that's right? a, listen so, 100 100 in fact, I'm not even going, I'm going to just drop the veil, y'all, because it's time, all right? It's time to go ahead and have this conversation. I'm going to introduce to you the incredible guest that we are having here tonight. Uh, tonight, I'm going to introduce you uh, the first couple, the first family I'm going to bring to the table here um, has not only been on Hardly Initiated multiple times, but they have had such an incredible impact that they have uh, been requested over and over and over again. This, this, these, um, this amazing couple actually pastors an incredible church out in Houston. And today they're about to be in a conversation that you've probably never heard before. And they've probably never even <laughs> been in before as well. I am introducing here to the stage... Pastor James and Pastor Tiffany here. Welcome to Harley Initiated. Hey. What's up, Ryan and Todd Delano? How y'all doing, man? Blessings to y'all. Y'all all right? Yeah, great to see y'all. Y'all look good over there. Man, oh, appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, thank aw you. it's awesome to be here. And thanks for what you said originally. Yeah, we, we are happily married. So we're looking forward to tonight. Yeah, for sure. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I got to be honest, y'all. Y'all know I want to be in the studio, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I'm boy. You already know it, man. And uh we looking forward to uh we looking forward to uh what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Let me tell you, I didn't know y'all was gonna have a, the the angles and the switches popping over I there. It's know. looking crazy over it's, there. We have a home studio, so it kind of gave yeah. us an opportunity to do it in our studio at home. So yeah, this glare on the TV is annoying me, but hey, we're gonna push through. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. Shout out to the producer over there. So so check it out. What I want to know, David Wall is his name. Yeah. He the truth too, man. I want to get just some basic context, just for the audience. We can get some context on the relationship because y'all repping this side of monogamy. All right. Yeah, and I want to know, just in general, first of all, how long have you guys been married? It'll be eight years, March the 25th. Yeah, in 20 and 30 days. Yeah, Mar oh, March yeah. the 25th. We'll we've, be been, we've been together for 10, but married for eight. Yeah. Okay. Together for 10. Yes. And married for eight. For Correct. Sure. Got it. And just give me a quick backstory. How'd you guys meet? Man, we met on a dating site. <laughs> we met online. Wow. That the last time we yeah. were here. Met online. Yeah, we met online back in 2014. 
And uh, we went out to dinner. And just to be honest with you, the rest is history. Right. We yeah. <laughs> went on one date and never, never were apart after that. It, yeah. it was just, it was just in knowing we, we knew. Yeah, for sure. Incredible. Inc Wait, you said two fourteen, like what? Two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, beautiful story, guys. And <laughs> I know, you know, I called you guys up, and I had this con. You know, I say, yo, listen, I think you guys would be incredible for this conversation that I have in mind where we want to have a conversation where we bring in a polyamorous family and a monogamous family to the table. Now I know this is something that you guys have never done before, but I'm super no, yeah. excited right. to have you here, um, you know, to <laughs> have this conversation with us. But you know, what I want to know from you guys is just in general, what are your thoughts, right? What are your thoughts overall about monogamy oh we we believe that monogamy is having one partner for the rest of your life which equals to marriage and we believe that marriage is holy when we say the word holy we mean separated consecrated set apart specifically for the master's use and when i talk about the master's use i'm talking about specifically for god because god instructed marriage and so therefore that's the umbrella that we hang monogamy on Absolutely. We believe that the Holy Spirit is our core. It is James, myself, and the Holy Spirit is the one that is the threefold cord that keeps us connected, that keeps us committed, that keeps us wanting to explore each other more and more. So tonight, it's definitely biblical. Um, our foundation is Jesus Christ. We make no apologies about it. Um, and so I know that we're calling it a debate, but I'm at the place where I don't really have to debate truth truth can stand on its own. So I think it's going to be um, an amazing conversation, but monogamy means this is the man that I'm sitting beside and it's until death do us part. There, there is no other option um, at all. It, it's, it's us together. Understood. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Understood. And you know what? That gives me a really good idea on your philosophy. I think that gives the audience a really good idea. Uh, about what your philosophy is and what I want to do now is I'm gonna let you guys go backstage for a minute because what I want to do is introduce our second guest okay absolutely absolutely incredible incredible and guys that's Pastor James and Tiffany they letting us know what they standing on so they 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 getting it popped off with some 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 foundational elements they right letting now. us know what they standing on yeah, right now yeah but and we, if, we got to hear from the other side though we 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 have yeah. to y'all because you know when we Again, y'all asked me to to have this conversation. All of us here hardly initiated. So we're not going to half step and bring somebody that we don't deem to be qualified. Not only was this family here that we're bringing featured on TLC and are always constantly going viral all over my timeline and probably all over y'all timeline yes. as well. Incredible following right now. They're they really, really growing. Incredible. This family, yes, this is a polyamorous family we're bringing over here. And when I tell you, y'all better not talk nothing crazy because they've been married longer than most of y'all have seen any kind of relationship model actually succeed. I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce it here themselves. But we have Carl and Kenya Stevens coming here on the platform. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. Thank you, Tasha. Hey, hey. What's going on? What's going on, man? This is man? beautiful. <laughs> Yo, y'all look, look good. Y'all look happy. 
<laughs> That's what's up. I like that. At year 28, yes, we are. 28 years. That is incredible. 28 years. And and so, okay, so y'all have been married together for 28 years. And help me out here with this as well. When it comes to 28 years of marriage, give us the backstory on how you guys met. We, <laughs> we actually met on a blind date. And it, it was kind of funny because uh, I know I, I know you want to fill in the blanks here, <laughs> but I have a friend who I was in graduate school with, and he lived in the same building as Kenya, okay, and so he was a good friend of mine, and his girlfriend lived in the same building, yeah, and he actually bumped into Kenya, and tried to talk to her. Mm. <laughs> And Kenya was like, wait a minute, I know your girlfriend. <laughs> now, they were both in business school at Howard University. I was an undergrad at Howard, and they were in the graduate school. So you know how they, they, come, for the, they come for the undergrads. And um, he was coming for me. And I said, wait a minute, I know you have a girlfriend because she lives right down the hall from me. And he said, oh, 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 no, I'm introducing you to Carl. That's it, Carl. And I said, <laughs> yeah. we went on a blind date. And I knew when I saw this man and when I heard him speak and when I found out what he was about, I knew he was my husband. Day number one, we got engaged within the first eight weeks and we've been together ever since. No way. Wait, y'all got engaged with in the eight weeks? Incredible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, now let me ask this. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Were you guys monogamous when you guys first started your relationship and it unfolded? Or? Yes. We were monogamous for the first 12 years. So I heard the guests say that they've been together eight. We've been, we were monogamous for 12 years before we went polyamorous. So you saying they got they got they got about four more years, then they're gonna start by switching teams. We have three children. Our children are 25, 23, and 20. Now, for the people that may not understand, you know, what, you know, polyamory is, because a lot of people might just, you know, basic wisdom might mix around polyamory, polygamy, I think polyandry, there's different versions out there. Can you please break down what polyamory is in particular, which is the lifestyle that you guys have, correct? Correct. Okay. Polyamory means many loves. So essentially, it's the concept where you engage in multiple loving relationships with you know other people that you feel connected to while also honoring the original relationships that you've been in so that's what polyamory is there's different ways to actually engage in polyamory and different definitions so when you talk to let's say 10 polyamorous couples they might have different definitions and ways that they actually engage now polyandry is when you have one woman who has multiple husbands and those husbands are loyal to her and faithful to her only. Absolutely not. Polygamy <laughs> <laughs> is where you have one man who's the husband who has multiple wives, and those women are faithful to him and to him only. Okay. I'm glad you made that clear because I think it's a lot of confusion in terms of what each of them particularly means. And it sounds like even though that might be the basis of what the relationship is, still things can be very, you know, based on the specific situation. Absolutely. Things vary based on individual preference. You understand, you know, individual human beings are creative. We're powerful. We're strong. We're, you know, we're spirit led creatures. So when you have a different desire, you can talk about that with your partner and make different agreements. 
For us, we're polyamorous because we both have multiple loving relationships inside of our marriage and outside of our marriage. That makes sense. And just to confirm, because, you know, I, of course, I made my assumptions when we had we, we just spoke to briefly Pastor James and Pastor Tiffany. And I just assume, hey, monogamous, they having sex with each other with you guys specific relationship, the, the polyamory and also in general, most polyamorous couples, the loving, the relationships that you share with other people, this would typically include sex as well. Yeah, it can include sex. It depends on what each person and couple and pair decides they want to do. So I have a number of, you know, partnerships where there's no sex involved at all. Yep. But we wow. have a connection. Uh, we've known each other for years. We love each other. We support each other. So really for us, it's about community. I know when you talk to people outside of polyamory, they focus on the sex because <laughs> that's kind of, you know, it's one of the main focuses of monogamy. One of the things that defines monogamy is that you're sexually exclusive to one person. But within poly, you don't have to really focus on sex because there's no boundaries or no taboos in terms of how you want to relate that makes sense so just curious here so we can also get a bit more detail into your personal relationship how many partners do each one of you guys have uh with you carl on, on your end as well as um you as well kenya yeah for me i have you know kenya as my wife for 28 years i have my second wife her name was karina nairi and we've been together, it'll be three years coming up in May. And then I also have other who I consider partners or girlfriends who, you know, I've been dating some for, like I said, 10, maybe 15 years. Others are a bit newer. So, you know, Kenya and Karina are my primary, what I call wives, which means that we've committed to be together for the rest of our lives. And, you know, we do other things together as well. It could be business or supporting each other or, you know, doing family things as well. And I have several partners myself. I have two husbands that live with me and two husbands that live in other cities. So that's four husbands. And I have several boyfriends and friends. Those are different rankings. So friend, boyfriend, husband, for me, are all different rankings. Incredible. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I know the women like, I can't get one yeah. husband. You got four husbands? <laughs> wow. Kenya. Oh, my. Yeah. So you know what? And, and just to confirm, everybody that's involved with you guys, they're aware of the the main relationship and also kind of what their current status is yeah, yeah that's absolutely. that's one reason we like being polyamorous so much and teaching it in our communities because it's a way to become honest open authentic in your relationship instead of like sneaking hiding lying you know like so many do even pastors or you know people who are just in general 66 percent of those married today are involved in adulterous affairs and we think it's ripping our community apart and that, so, okay, so that's why we're having a conversation because we're trying to identify because it's such a hot topic, but we really want to identify what the best relationship structure is. No, it is. So, look, thank you guys for coming up here and, and giving us a bit of insight into your uh, marriage itself. What I'm going to do is put you guys backstage and I'm going to go ahead and bring you guys both out so we can introduce it right after we have a quick chop up with the family real quick. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we got to talk to the initiates on this one because I'm I'm already very curious. First off, I got a thousand questions. I told y'all, please, I know y'all got questions. Go ahead and email them to me. Go ahead and pile up those emails at info at hardlyinitiated.com. As we're going through the conversation, the debate, I'm going to be filtering through those and making sure we bring some of those questions here live on air. And Super Chats, by the way, guys, Absolutely. if you guys want your comments and thoughts read on the platform, 
go ahead and send in the super chats. We'll continue to read them throughout the episode. We'll have stops specifically to read your, th- your super super chats. But what I want to do right now is drop a poll just to test the temperature of the room. All right. And I think, Ryan, you went ahead and actually prepared a poll for the family. So can you let them know the poll that we are about to drop? Yeah, I made this one really, really simple, guys. Which relationship model do you feel or think is the best for our community? Not necessarily what's the best for you. Okay, because I know everybody got their individual preferences. Right. But what is going to work for the community for us to all be, you know, not getting divorces, not cheating? I think she said be healthy, I mean, raise good families. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and so, and and the two options that you're going to put here are monogamy as well as polyamory. Just two options: monogamy and polyamory. Those are the only two that we discussed today. Yes. Yeah. So the poll is dropped, guys. So go ahead, take look, take action on that poll. As soon as possible, what we're going to do is we're going to let that poll live for a few minutes, all right? And then we'll come back and we'll let it build up, yeah. all right? So I want you guys to go ahead and answer that. It's anonymous, so y'all go ahead and keep it real, guys. This thing what I like about this, I think you did a good job because that was actually my first time uh, meeting Carl and, 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 and his wife as well. So the thing is, it's tricky when you're dealing with people online. you got these online personalities, got these people yeah. drawing these followings. So sometimes you can't really see you know, what's really going on. And from mm-hmm. what you explained to me and also from what I see, this is a very happy couple in a healthy relationship. And see, this and, is good. And that's why we got to get into it because even though it looks good, it looks happy, it ain't for everybody. Because even, you know, personally, when I'm hearing about it, I'm like, oh my goodness, even me thinking about my wife having four other husbands just made me want to probably nah, start this. Nah. Woof! <laughs> you gotta you gotta be built for that. Carl is built. I'm telling you, you sending me straight to the asylum because I, I I couldn't handle that. Listen, Carl is built a certain kind of way. Yeah. So what we gonna do And Kenya turned up too. She said she got boyfriends and everything. Yo, so it's you know it's it's the it's wives and it's boy you right. know th- things are happening. Yeah. Things are happening. But again we see what's happening in the culture right now with monogamy. So I just can't, we just can't paint monogamy to be this sweet dream, this, right, this sweet American dream that's bringing all this peace because it ain't. And that's what, that's what initially I want to talk about right now with both guests. All right. So do you want to go ahead and close out the poll now before we get into it? Or do yeah. you want to go ahead and give them a little bit of time? Well, here, let me check out this poll real quick. We got over 300 votes, almost 400 votes. I think it's at like 380. Okay. Which relationship model do you think is best for our community? Monogamy, first option. Polyamory, second option. And look, 400 votes, guys. 82% of people say monogamy. Wow. Now, this is the thing. We, we briefly review kind of what polyamory was and what you know what monogamy is so it's a lot of nuances that people kind of can still be undecided on or maybe need a little bit more information so if you didn't vote let us know or if you did vote rather let us know why you chose polyamory versus monogamy me i'm choosing monogamy because it's just i'm just very simple person i can eat the same meal every single day so i just want to keep it nice and easy no complexities to it that's me that's my boy, personal boy reason Ryan said he can eat the same one every day he's going, <laughs> he's going crazy right now hey but look what we're gonna do is i'm gonna bring my two families here up to the stage i got pastor james and tiffany here on the stage and i also have carl and ken just stevens here back on the stage hey. here at one time welcome family blessings to you all hey Hi, Kenya. Hi, Carl. 
So check it out. Wait, I think we. I think you guys can. Can you make sure y'all not muted? Kenya Lacar, y'all, y'all good? Can y'all hear us? Oh yeah, hear you. It's nice to meet you, Tiffany and There we go. All right. Some black love going on on the stage right now. So you know, and that and that that is the beautiful part, right? Yeah. Both of these, you know, couples are in beautiful, committed, long term relationships, but we got to figure this out because y'all still living very different lives. And I, I want to start the conversation in the, in the direction here because, you know, Pastor James, you gave me already your philosophy on monogamy as well as you as well, uh, Pastor Tiff. You told me what you think about it and what it is. Now, again, before we brought you guys both on, we got to address the elephant in the room because monogamy, I would say in many ways in our community is failing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of issues with monogamy, and we can see that very evidently when we look at the divorce rates, mm-hmm. right? In our culture, we could look at that when we see some of the uh, many of the broken homes that I see just on a regular day to day basis. And most or many of the broken homes, I would say, probably took a stab at monogamy and ended up where it is today. So I really want to start right here because why is monogamy failing right now? And I want to start with the Edwards, if we could. Well, I was asking my husband if he wanted to start. My first thought is if we're looking at monogamy and why it's maybe difficult or we see the divorce rate, why don't we first look at character of a person? Why don't we first figure out why people don't have the ability to have self-control? Why don't we look internally? I was just wondering why do things have to be so drastic where when somebody doesn't have the ability to be truthful with their spouse or they don't have the ability to use, to utilize or to um, be able to project self-control, why does the flip side of it have to automatically be that I have to find a new partner or be with a new partner because it's not necessarily um, the issue of monogamy or polyamory. To me, it's more so an issue about self-control and your ability not to have integrity and not to be trustworthy with your partner. Mm. Okay. And and anytime you start talking about um, the reason why the divorce rate is where it is, uh, along with self-control, you also got to factor in the belief system. Yeah because that's, that's extremely important also. A lot of us, um, if, you, if you want to just go into Christians too, a lot of us believe God just enough to be saved, but we don't believe God enough to sacrifice our lives completely to live it like he wants to live it. It's go for everybody. And so when you start talking about uh, monogamy and marriage, um, the very first principle that we all have to understand when we're talking about being married is, is that I'm going to have to take off my selfishness and I'm going to have to deny myself in order to become my wife. And regardless of whether it's monogamy or polyamory, when you're dealing with people, you're talking about dealing with work. Right. Talking about building. It's not, it's not going to be peaches and cream on this side. It's not going to be peaches and cream on that side. If you don't know what the purpose of marriage is and if you don't know what you're getting yourself into and if you haven't been groomed to live a sacrificial lifestyle, whether it's polyamory or monogamy, you're going to have a problem with people. 
Correct, because many people, because we're coming from a biblical Christian background, many people know him as Savior, but many of us refuse to know him as Lord. So when I say that I am becoming one with someone, quite naturally, it's hard because there are parts of me that I knew of myself individually. I have to die to those parts because I am becoming one with my husband. So to go back, why is monogamy so hard? I think people have a really hard time dying to themselves to order to really literally allow, to really to literally allow Christ to be Lord over their life. So going back to the original question that you asked, it's not so much like monogamy's hard because people are going to people. I heard Kenya say earlier when she was talking about the divorce rates, about 60% um, end in divorces. And she even said that pastors have adulterous affairs. Hmm. Absolutely, because pastors are people. So it's a pastor that has an integrity problem. It's a pastor that does not have self-control. It's a pastor who has not sold out himself to literally knowing that Jesus Christ is not only his savior, but he's also his Lord. So I'm really looking at this thing, not so much as just this person that I'm gonna be having sex with for the rest of my life, but marriage also requires me to really look at myself and say, Tiffany, are you able to be trustworthy enough to look at this man and be honest that when we do have hard times, because what I do learn about marriage is once I say I do, my feelings and my desires, they don't change overnight. I don't automatically marry my husband and all of a sudden I no longer see attractive men. But the fact of the matter is that once I sign up for marriage and the two have become one, yeah. it's the Holy Spirit that is the threefold cord that comes in and says, yes, Tiffany, you can look at him and maybe you can find him attractive. But this is also you've made a holy covenant between you and your husband. You don't have to allow temptation to come in and that I have to act upon it. We're in society today where people want to be controlled by, by whatever they feel. We wanna become our own God. So because I feel it, I have to act on it. <laughs> Just because I feel it, that doesn't mean that I have to act betray myself and also betray my husband because when I go before God and I'm going in marriage, I'm making a covenant for better or for worse until death do us part. So um, infidelity is just not betrayal to my husband, but it's betrayal to myself and it's betrayal, of course, unto God because I've made a holy covenant. So the real issue to me is character, lack of self-control not really allowing your belief system to be your foundation for why you believe what you believe. Most people don't know why they believe. That's why you can hear something that sounds good, that appeases the flesh and you run with it because ultimately nobody wants to deal with self-control. Nobody wants to be able to deal with literally that I have chosen to allow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be over my life. So now it's a responsibility that I have to, to, to be able to um, withhold myself from expressing certain things. And I'm done. God created us not for our feelings to govern us, right. but for us to govern our feelings. But we cannot govern our feelings if we're not governed by God, the Holy Spirit, right. the Spirit of God dwelling in us. That's wow. our answer. So wow. I, I'm, I'm, I want to, because I, I really want to hear what Carl and, and, and Kenya has to say, because I think probably... In, you guys let me know because I would say that you guys will probably agree with some of those um, core principles that they discuss. But is it more nuanced than just self-control? Like, are there some things that, you know, is, is missing uh, out of out of what Pastor James and, and Pastor Tiffany are communicating? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say a few things. I'll let Kenya come in. Um, first of all, I want to clarify something for you and your audience. And what I want to clarify is that Kenya and I support being sexually exclusive with anybody you choose to be exclusive with. So we support exclusivity. So I want you to understand that. You can be open or poly and be exclusive to just one person. And we support that. It's really about your choice in terms of how you want to relate. And we support everybody's choices. What we don't support is what we call the culture of monogamy or the belief that humans are monogamous or the belief that monogamy is the natural order for human beings. The fact of the matter is, and scientifically, human beings are not monogamous. We're not a monogamous species. And it's very damaging to put that expectation on somebody without giving them the tools to handle who they actually are. So we have a desire to love multiple people. We have a desire for community and bonding and connection. And so it's very important, you know, from our standpoint and our mission that we just educate people on who we are as human beings and give ourselves the tools to be successful in whatever relating style that we choose for ourselves. And what he means by that, when we say we're not a monogamous species, we're talking about science. And I think that aligns with religion or tradition as well. But monogamous species do not have sex unless the female is in heat. So if the female is not in heat, a monogamous species is not going to have sex. Monogamous species look the same between the, mas the masculine or the males and the females. There's no protruding breast. There's no protruding buttocks on women. There's a retractable penis on the men. There is not, these are scientific facts. Monogamous species do not produce spermicide in their sperm. So there's nothing wrong with choosing monogamy, but we have to look at if we're not naturally monogamous, like we're not naturally amphibious. I can't go live in the water because I'm not amphibious. I'm a land dweller. I can go swimming. So we have to educate, and I would highly advise this for the church and all communities that really believe in sexual exclusivity, because it's not monogamy. Monogamy means if my mate dies, so does my sex drive. Monogamous species only have sex with one other of their species in a lifetime. So we have to understand and define monogamy and stop utilizing terms that are not scientifically sound. Yeah, so, so look at the Oxford definition for monogamy, you look at the archaic the original definition of monogamy, it's one partner for life. Yeah. It's not multiple partners, one at a time, they, this person break up, they, that person break up. That's, that's not what monogamy is. That's serial monogamy. Yeah, serial monogamy. Or and all we're saying is that if we're going to uh, push forward exclusivity, we have to teach how to overcome that nature. The pastor's right. It's, it's, it's not our, our, we're a communal species, gibbons. There are very few mammals that are monogamous. Gibbons are monogamous. They do not socialize with other gibbons. They are in their tree with their family for life. Monogamous species do not socialize the way humans do. Humans are not a monogamous species. And I think that if people want sexual exclusivity, they have to tr do a training, a serious training for people if they expect them to be exclusive for life. Yeah, in the same way we do everything else, you know, if you want to stay physically fit, then, you know, you know that you're going to have to work hard to be able to do that to create the consistency. If you want to save money every day, if you want to maintain your health, if you want to, you know, do anything that's worthwhile, that's going to build you, then you're going to have to work at that thing. Well, being exclusive is no different. 
you're, you're going against the grain. Yes. And all we're saying within our mission is we want to give people the tools to be successful, to have any relationship that they want to have. We don't really care what people choose to do. You know, people look at Kenya and I and say, wow, you guys are doing X, Y, and Z. Well, we're kind of like the PhD doctorate <laughs> course. Like you, you can't look at us and say, oh, we want to jump into something like that. No. No, it's taken a lot of work. And it's taken a lot of authentic communication and honesty and like really emotional intelligence training. And that's how we got here. Spiritual training. Wow. Let me tell you, I, I, got I the want to ask going. this. Can I, can I do some of this? So, I, hold on, wait. <laughs> w w one second, Pastor, real quick. Can we close? Oh, wait. Well, we close the poll. The, chat, really the chat is going nuts. Shout out to all the new members, the new initiates that's joining us right now. <laughs> so what I, what I want to do here, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Then I, I have a question that I have to get to right after this that's very relevant. But go ahead, Pastor. Please. I want to respectfully disagree. And uh, the one thing that I do know is that... Um, disagreement doesn't necessarily mean disrespect. And so when you make the statement to say that we're not a monogamous species, I totally disagree because uh, we are the create, we are the creation. He is the creator. We are the resource. He is the source in Genesis two and 24. When God created the world as a whole, when he created mankind, there was no sin, there was no flaws, nothing in whatever God created between Genesis one and Genesis three and six. The Bible says that in Genesis 2 and uh, 2 and 24, that God says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. That word cleave means to become holy, completely one, two people becoming one spirit, soul and body. How could God be an all knowing God and all power God and create a being that is in his image and in his likeness and give him an instruction to do something, but not empower him with the tools that he needs specifically to fulfill the instructions that he's been in, but that he's been instructed. I believe totally 100% that we are monogamous beings. I, I, I totally believe 100% that God created us to be monogamous beings. And I totally disagree with that statement. And, um, I just want to just stand on this to let you know that, um, yes, we are created for monogamy because we could not do anything if God hadn't put it in us in order to perform the function. Pastor, real quick, because I, I think this is very important because I, yeah. I, this might bring clarity to both sides. And I, I just want each of uh, each family to answer this question. What's the purpose of marriage? The purpose of marriage is for the two to become one. The purpose of the marriage is for our, our marriage to be holy, set apart, and to be uh, sanctified, fit for God's use. The purpose of marriage is for us to bless, for us to become, and for us to build, and for us to be a blessing to the other people that we come in contact with in life. Yeah. Understood. Understood. And, and, and Carla, can you, well, what are your thoughts on the purpose of, of marriage? For us, the purpose of marriage is growth and spiritual development. Your partnership and your union will challenge you. You will always be growing and developing your character vis-a-vis -vis the challenges of the relationship and vis-a-vis -vis the commitment to stick through the challenges with this person. So for us, the, the purpose is growth and the benefit of growth is love. So if you grow with your partner, then now you are growing your love. But if you, you're running away at first sign of challenge, you're not growing through these challenges, you don't understand the purpose of the relationship. 
That makes sense. And and uh, I'm just cracking up laughing because this is really on people's minds because the chat is a little out of control right now. We got the <laughs> super chats going crazy. So y'all really got something pumping. But I, I do want to get some insight into like the origin story because I know we talked a bit about you guys' relationship origin stories. But I really want to get the origin story of your relationship philosophy. And uh, this time we'll, we'll start with, with Carl and Kenya. So I know you guys were married for 12 years. Then you opened up to this new relationship structure. So how did that initiate? Like, what were some of the first thoughts that kind of got things rolling? You know, was there some frustrations that was being caused by the the, the former relationship uh, structure that you had? So kind of how did it, it kick off? Where, where was the influence coming from in, in terms of now transitioning to a polyamorous relationship? Yeah, well, we have a whole story about this. <laughs> um, but... Essentially, what happened is we were monogamous, meaning we were exclusive to each other when we got married. However, we were married by a family who was polygynous. So it was a man and his two wives who actually married us in front of our family, in front of our friends and and community. So we were open to other things, but we were we were exclusive. And then into our relationship, Kenya, she had feelings for another man and she came to me and we talked about it. And then we went to our marriage councils because one of the things that we did out the gate is we had marriage councils from day one. So we, you know, individual counselors and marriage councils. And so we talked about it. We went through it. So we were able to have open, authentic communication around it. But there was no cheating. You got to say that. There was no cheating. There was none of that kind of stuff. When we say emotional feelings, I met this guy and he was in my community. Like you meet someone at church or you meet someone at your school. And I was just like... I just had that feeling in my body, like uh, Tiffany, uh, Pastor Tiffany was mentioning. And I came right home and told him because I was scared. I was wow. like, I'm this guy today. And like, my heart was like, you know, opening. I don't know what's going on. So we told our marriage counselors, they told me I had to squash it. But then I started having dreams about this guy. Didn't have his phone number, didn't have nothing. It's just that happened. That yeah. was the first sign. And then about four years after that. That got me scared straight. Yeah. <laughs> And then about four years after that, I had feelings of love for another woman, a woman on my job. And I came home and told Kenya about it. I said, I have these feelings of love. You see, you have to understand with Kenya and I, we thought that monogamy was a thing that happened automatically when you got married. So we were genuinely confused when we even had feelings for somebody else or attraction for somebody. We didn't know what was going on. So we would talk to each other about all the things we were going through. So Kenya and I talked about this. Um, when I had the feelings, she actually met the woman. We actually talked about it just to try to understand what was going on. And then Kenya and I decided to talk about possibly opening up our marriage. Yep. The bottom line was Kenya said, well, if, if you can have other women, I should be able to have other men. I said no, because I was the standard. You know, I was raised in this culture. So I was like, what, is, what are you even talking about? So we ended up talking about it for two years after I was able to go through you know, some tantric practices and really learn about feminine and learn, you know, to love holistically and not cage women, I was able to open up a number of years later to us actually going into polyamory together as a a couple. So that's, that's a short version of our journey. Wow. I, so I got man. First of all, I know, I know I'm monogamous because as soon as you said, it hurt. first of all, I don't even, yeah, I don't even listen. Future wife. You you, you, listen, I'm just like, hold on. I'm talking to my future wife right now. (laughs) because <laughs> if you have a crush on another dude you better keep that one in your chest 
well, keep that one it, in it's your chest. Kenya said that was pretty much the the counsel that she was receiving from you know the the, the people that they went to the, the the marriage counsel. I can imagine, but we got Tiff in here. Pa- Tiff want to talk here. Hey, Pastor T- Tiff, go T- ahead. Need some clarity, Pastor no, Tiff. What's just, up? I just had a question out of curiosity. Um, uh, my question is, Kenya, when you found out that Carl was interested in someone else, how do I word this? Do you feel as though would it, would, it, would it have been different if maybe he introduced you and maybe told you about this other woman and you all did counseling together and maybe tried to figure out the marriage? Do you kind of feel like um, you would not have moved into wanting a polyamorous relationship had Carl said like, okay, yeah, I did meet someone the same way that you said you met someone in year four and you kind of left it alone, you went to counseling about it. Do you think at that moment, if, if your husband would have said, well, yeah, I met someone too, but I don't necessarily want us, I don't want to include this woman in our marriage. Do you still think that you would have chosen a polyamorous lifestyle? I would have, because what I felt when he told me that is the same thing that I went through at that earlier time. So we were both like, we both had this experience. We didn't have sex with somebody outside the marriage. We didn't cheat. We came home, we talked to each other, we were open and honest. And I felt like that felt more natural and it felt great. I was like, oh, see, I'm not the only one because I was so embarrassed. And so um, like, this is not how marriage is supposed to be. Like, I, that's how I felt when it happened to me. So when it happened to him, we were both like, okay, on the same level, now let's have this conversation. Um, would I have opened my marriage? My grandparents were married 80 years. My parents have been married for 50 years. I don't know nobody who is polyamorous, so I don't know if I would just be have brought it up, but I know I would love to have more community. I was I wanted to meet this woman because I'm like, can she come cook? <laughs> I got these three babies, I'm homeschooling, I'm running companies, like, come on. You know, it just felt like a good idea, like community, yes. Got it. So so I, w- I wanna ask this, because I think this is very important and um, even, the centerpiece of, of what, what we're communicating now because let's start actually with um let's start with the stevens family on this one wait wait Be- hold tight because i because i still want to get the origin story of of how pastor james and, and tiffany kicked off the monogamy as well how they kicked off monogamy yeah because guys <laughs> let, let me ask you this Mon- monogamous was this something that you guys seen in your household was this just what you subscribe to because this is what you only knew like what was it about like did you intentionally choose monogamy or just in general how did it come about i think that i intentionally chose monogamy my parents have been married for 47 years my grandparents likewise on both sides of my family it's what i know but this is what i will say is i am a woman that is a part of that statistic where i have been divorced before and i was married to someone where there was a bunch of infidelity However, the reason I'm saying that I chose monogamy, because it probably would have been a dream for him for me to allow his disrespect to come into our marriage. We would probably be married. We would probably still be married if I allowed him to continue on that path of being with other women. Um, There is just no desire in me whatsoever to even have another husband like (laughs) There is just, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I'm laughing because my husband and I, we do things like try to figure out what we're going to eat for dinner. And so, man, I I can't even imagine trying to figure out a third person trying to figure out (laughs) what we're going to eat. It's just my bandwidth, my capacity. I just have no desire. So I believe, although it's normal 
for, um, you know, most people believe in, you know, monogamy. This is a, a different type of conversation, but I believe just from when I was growing up to who I am as a person, I, I just had no desire to ever introduce um, myself to another woman in marriage. And I have no interest in introducing myself to another man. I, I don't I don't want multiple husbands. No. Pastor James, what do you think? No, it never crossed my mind, man. Uh, even when I was uh, in the world and, you know, doing crazy stuff and living crazy ways, that never crossed my mind. But especially when I gave my life totally to Jesus, it was uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about how my life was going to be lived. It right. was going to be lived according to his principles, according to his precepts, according to his ways. So... <laughs> it was easy for us. Hey, I want to add one more thing because I went through a really, really dark period um, in 2007 when I was going through a really horrific breakup with my first marriage. And I know monogamy was for me because I can recall having a dark moment and having a real encounter with God. I want to say this often people consider believers, us as Christians, as we are just caught up in tradition or it's something that we've learned from our parents or it's something that we were born into, you know, or it's just something that's just the kind of commonality with life. But when you have a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, when you feel like you are literally about to lose your mind, and I did not just go from relationship, relationship to relationship, I had to learn me all over again by myself. I went through this moment where it was nobody but me and God. And so in that moment, it wasn't so much about me even understanding even what monogamy was. I just knew in that moment I was God's girl and I knew that God had my back and I knew that God was rebuilding me. So I formed this relationship with my heavenly father. And so from there, I wanted to submit my life completely to him. So once again, this conversation is really about what you believe. And because of that, the things that I've experienced I, I just believe in the word of God, and and that's that's been my that's been my sounding board, and I, that that's the way I'm gonna be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so quick quick question here, guys, because I I want to know this too, and let, let's start with the Stevens family on this one because, um, I th I think it's important to address this, because uh, this seems to be one of the concerns and one of the influences that you know drove the Stevens to the polyamorous lifestyle. But do you guys think it's possible for one person? to meet your needs for the rest of your life? I don't think it's possible for one person to meet your needs. I do feel it's possible for you to be exclusive with that person for the rest of your life. Um, you know, I don't think we need to lie to each other and try to claim that my husband or my wife is my all and everything. Um, that's just not how we're built as human beings. We don't get anything from one source. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can definitely be dedicated and be sexually exclusive to one person for your entire life. You can be happy. You can be joyful in marriage. We totally support that. We totally believe that. Again, part of our mission is just to help people understand how to do that. Yes. Like, what are the tools to help you get past urges and, you know, you desiring other things and not feel you can communicate openly and honestly to your partner? Again, infidelity in marriage starts with, you know, you not being able to open up to your partner. I think it was Tyshawn that, that you said, hey, if you have feelings, my wife has future feelings for somebody else, keep it to yourself. Well, that's the beginning of the end of marriage. Mm. You should be able to talk to your wife about absolutely everything you're going through. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying you should be able to. You should have the option. And she should be able to come to you. And the reason why marriages fail 
is because people don't feel they can be honest and open with each other. And why is that? Well, usually you have to hide a part of yourself in order to actually be with somebody. The same way we do on our first date. We try to put our best face forward. We hide certain things about who we are. Information we know that day we want to know about us, we keep that to ourselves, and that's fine. But at some point, you have to begin to open up and be authentic with your partner. And if you can't do that, then your marriage is not going to last. Mm. Understood. Understood. Can you did you have anything to add before we went I over? Just, I was laughing <laughs> because we were on the Dr. Phil show. We've been doing this since 2005 and educating couples worldwide for 20 years, thousands of saved marriages. We stopped divorces. So I was we were on Dr. Phil and Dr. Phil said the same thing. Remember, he said, I wouldn't tell my wife. I said, would you tell your wife if he you said were. His wife would hit him over the yeah, head. yeah, yeah. I said, would you tell your wife if you were attracted to another woman at work? He said, no, she'll hit me on the head with a pan. I said, well, you don't. How are you in an authentic marriage? Mm. It stops cheating if you can talk about it, because the cheating is that you're ruminating. It's inside of you. It's going to pop out you know you, you just need to be able to open up and say this is what i've been thinking or i've been dreaming about my ex-boyfriend what do i do that's what we did and it doesn't mean and that's going to stop that ball rolling that's one technique out of 20 that we have created to stop cheating mm -hmm. is the, the authenticity piece has to be there yeah we want to make sure you all understand we're not pushing open relating no. or polyamory because you're not Most ready people are not ready <laughs> no. for that kind of truthfulness and that kind of openness but we want people to understand that there are other ways to relate and that there are tools to help you be successful in any relationship that you choose yeah and i'm, and I'm just curious i uh, just want to ask a quick follow-up to you guys with the marriages that you guys have saved was it they transition from monogamy to polyamory or no. was there some other okay explain that to me absolutely not people come to me all day long talk about we want to be poly we're ready to be poly i say no you're not back it up if you're dating other people you have to stop before you come to coaching with me because i want to see what kind of relationship you have with yourself do you mm. know when your ego speaking do you know when your higher self is speaking do you know when your animals speak? i want to know do they have a relationship with their self then let's talk about your relationship with your partner do you know how to communicate are you being authentic do you have any tools for self-reflection? Do you understand the purpose of your relationship? Mm -hmm. Then maybe we can talk about y'all having friendship because most people who are married cannot even deal with their partner having a friend of That's the opposite sex. Yeah. So we, not, we don't let our couples come to us and become poly. Mm -hmm. That is not the path, baby. Poly is an advanced degree and you need to get through um, undergraduate and then you know get your masters then we talk <laughs> okay okay so i i guess now we could ask that same question over yeah okay so help me out here uh mr and mrs uh mr and mrs edwards when it comes to um the satisfaction of your needs can one person truly satisfy your needs for the rest of your life <laughs> why not it's like like I said, the two becomes one. I think one of the uh, one of the most profound things that we are missing in the midst of marriage is God, the Holy Spirit. Like God put me with my wife, so my wife can bring the best out of me. I can bring the best out of her. Right? Our marriage is built on truth, trust, and transparency. Yeah. The three T's. Um. 
before we start talking about how much we love each other, we can talk about how much we like each other. Absolutely. We friends. Yeah, we are. We kick it. <laughs> we do what we do. Right. You got me. Not saying that um we don't have bumps. We right. don't have challenges. We don't have this. We don't have that. But at the same time, I like you. Right. You got me. And because I like you and because God is in the midst of this, every need I have. Right. Yeah. And this is not superficial. Like, like it, it's kind of like we're trying to make it make it seem like that it's impossible. And, like, I, it's, and it's, it is just not true. Yeah. I was going to say, is it possible for my husband to please me and be the only man that I'm ever with? Absolutely. And I think um, I think like Carl said, exclusivity is possible in relationships. It's just one of those things where if I want something new, the marriage bed is undefiled. So me and my husband get to explore one another. The other part that's really great to me <laughs> is that being with one partner, it eases my mind. Not, And I understand that it's just not all about sex. But when you do start thinking about this and you're starting to have multiple husbands and multiple wives, we do have to discuss that that means you're having multiple sex partners. So having one sex partner with my husband, I get to be creative. I now know that I'm giving my body to someone who is the same way my expectation of if I'm the only person that he's with, there is a safety in our relationship where I'm not having to worry about STDs. I'm not having to worry about STIs. I'm not having to worry about my pH balance being out of whack because I've been with multiple partners. Of course, there's other things that can take a woman's pH balance out of whack, but it's just certain things where there is a safety and where I'm able to be more relaxed in, yeah. in, in, in being with him just and only him it's it's yeah. it's a comfortable and familiarity that familiarity is not always bad but there's an exploration that i can have with my husband because there is safety there where i'm not having a lot of worry and, and concerns because i'm not dealing with multiple partners i get to examine his body i get to know the things that he likes the things that he doesn't like and we get to explore in the safety of our of our home yeah no suspicion Right. No worry. Right. No competition. Right. No envy. Right. No jealousy. No. None of all the things that has the ability to come in and divide, separate us from our union, our liking and our loving of each other. Absolutely. So yeah. to answer your qu um, question, um, I definitely think yeah. that it's possible for one person to satisfy you for the rest of your life. I, 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 I think it's possible. I, I don't want to put it out there. I think sometimes we make absolute statements and we package an absolute statement and we make it seem very pretty and we make it seem that it's just seemed, it doesn't seem normal or it puts the thought in your mind that it's not possible. But I think it's, I, I think it's extremely possible. Yo, this is a, a heavyweight bout right now. It's incredible. The, the, the ideas and the philosophies and, and just the supporting, you know, information is just really heavy right now. Yes, guys. Yeah. So, hey, look, if you've sent your chats in, go ahead. Keep sending them because we're actually about to take some time. Yeah. Read some super chats and we're going to get to that hotline next. But go ahead. Big fact. Shout out to all the new initiates. Let me uh, <laughs> let me go over some of these super chats. Shout out to Chris Anaya. She says, I love Kenya and her husbands. They are the poly OGs. Thanks for the show, Chris. 
Chris Anaya from New Jersey in the house. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Lisa McKenna. She says, mentally, do the couples get jealous and how do you divide time? So, Lisa, I think that's a great question. We're going to hold on to that one, Lisa. Coming back to it. We're going to come back to that one. Shout out to Miss Kitty. She says, I feel that equally yoke and divine love wins each time. In this case, it works for each couple on the equally yoke side, but my morals and simplicity of life chooses monogamy. I feel that. Okay. Shout out to uh who is this right here? Shout out to Lisa Mullen says, Why would you want to <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got the trolls in here heavy. Shout out to Lady K's. <laughs> Looking are very de- looks are very deceiving when it comes to relationships. God has to be the center. Okay. We got so many super chats. Yo, y'all keep listen. reading them. Keep re- let's get it. Yeah. Shout out to Montana B. We are not just human beings. We are spirit before flesh. Spirit needs to be equally yoked to one spirit, not multiple. When we attach ourselves to multiple people, the natural result is spiritual warfare. Monica Stanley, I would like to hear a non-religious explanation against poly relationships. One man is demanding enough. I don't want more than that. I am not buying the once-in-a-lifetime argument for monogamy. So I actually got some mm. followers for that. Shout out to Akene. Polyamory is not the same as polygamy. Akene, they mentioned that earlier. Gave us a, a, a brief breakdown. Also, they drag each other into their fantasy, calling it marriage. Marriage is set by tradition. Any marriage outside tradition causes confusion. And shout out to Lisa Mullen. Shout out to the PH. <laughs> Lisa's trolling us tonight. I know. We got to go over 10 at this point. And we got to yeah. go just, just, just to make it even e- easier. Right, right. And, I, and real quick, guys, because the members are actually sending us messages. We actually want to shut down the chat for members only, guys. So it's very important. Make sure you send over those super chats if you want us to read those aloud and join the membership if you want to really get deep into this conversation. Absolutely. And communicate with all of the lovely initiatives. But I'm going to actually shut it down for members only right now. Boom. Let's get it and guys what i want to do is i want to get your take what we're going to do is we're going to put the initiation hotline for my people who are already seasoned initiates you know it's the part of the conversation where you join the conversation so we're going to put a link in the chat right here for you to come in and let us know what we want to know from you guys what's your stance on this one are you team monogamy are you team poly which one fits your lifestyle your future, your vision for your healthy relationship and family. I want to know that. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and put that in around. Let me know when we actually got that link dropped in the chat for people to go ahead and I'm join. I'm going to grab it now. All right. So we're going to go ahead and put that in there. And guys, again, you put your name in the, uh, you, you go ahead, you put your name. Once you click the link, you'll go backstage and we will let you up one at a time. Be patient. You don't come up as soon as you go back, but I need you to have your cameras on and be ready to come up and talk when it's time to hit the stage, family. Yeah, and I just dropped a link in the chat, and this is the thing. I want to talk to somebody who's been on both sides of the fence and kind of where you currently stand at. I think that would be the most interesting or somebody even who's having issues in a current monogamous relationship and think that some aspects of a polyamorous relationship or just a full transition actually might be the solution because I want to hear from y'all and why y'all might think that. And uh, real quick, Carl and Kenya, I did have a question for you guys because you, when you the link is the, below, by the way, guys, go ahead and join the link while we having this conversation. But go ahead. When you guys gave the brief origin story of kind of how the polyamorous, um, you know, ideology or philosophy kind of kicked off in your relationship, it really made me think about some, you know, some desires and some things that we all internally have. Me specifically, 
And I'll be honest, just like, you know, Ken, you talked about thinking about your, you know, a guy that you work with. I mean, I'm sure we've all had thoughts about coworkers or people in our community, the church and all of that kind of all of that kind of stuff. But my, my question for you guys is, is it possible that. It's I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question, because you got self-control on one side, but then you also got this other side that maybe you think, hey, I really want to be honest with myself. So where is the balance between having self-control and, you know, kind of figuring out ways to rid those thoughts and desires versus doing what you think is right for yourself? Yeah, I feel most of your life is really about self-control. You know, like when you're on your job, you got to do what you got to do. You got to be there on time, clock out on time. You can't say what you want, you know, out your mouth to your boss. I mean, really, we practice self-control in most, you know, things that we do. That's why we have you know, laws and those types of things so we can practice self-control. Um, at the same time, you need to be, you know, consistent and honest with who you are and what your desires are. And there's an intelligent way to go about, you know, things like connecting with other people. So for example, if I'm married, then I need to talk to my wife about the fact that I'm having feelings and we can talk through that type of thing and figure out what we want to do. Like I said before, when I had those feelings, we talked about it. My wife met the woman I was interested in. And then we just tabled the poly thing. You know, we didn't do anything for two years. We just talked and like learned about different things and, and didn't do anything. No dating, no sex outside of our marriage. So the self-control is, is always a part of it. And even inside of polyamory, you know, you're still, you know, I deny women all the time. <laughs> You know, in my inbox and women who want to connect with me, women who want to be wise, they get the question all the time. Like, are you looking for a third? Are you looking for a fourth wife? So these are like consistent things that happen to me all the time. But because I allow myself to be an authentic person and because I know myself and I love myself, it makes it very easy for me to allow people to express their desire to be with me and politely say no. Like I'm just I'm basically not in a thirsty space. You see what I'm saying? So that's kind of what, what what happens is by me knowing who I am, I can, you know, be responsible in my choices and I don't have to feel like, you know, I have these, you know, major decisions to make in the moment or else I'm going to lose the opportunity. It's not like that. We think self-control is missing in monogamy. I mean, when you're talking about this is 66 percent of those married today are having adulterous affairs. That's most all. Mm. So we think that's where the self-control goes awry because you can't really, again, you're bottled up. You cannot be authentic. You running out, you sneaking, you, you know, you just, you just like an animal. Yeah. We don't do anything like that. We, there's no need to just run out and sneak and we got to hurry up. It's nothing like that. Let me, let me give you all a perspective. Let's take it away from partners and sex and that kind of thing. There's a stat that came out about two years ago and the stat was, about 40% of married couples practice financial infidelity. What that means is those couples hide financial things from their spouse. They hide money, they have savings, they don't talk about what their total income is, they have accounts that their spouse doesn't know about. So this is not really about partners and, and polyamory and sex. It's about can you and your husband and your, and your wife, can you be open and authentic and honest with each other about who you are. And if you can't do that, then you know the marriage is in peril. And that's the kind of thing that we're fighting against with our mission. No, great. Listen, I mean, I understand it, man. You know, one of the things that's confusing to me, though, is that 
and Carl, you're probably best for this because you are a man. Do you feel like at scale, a man's ego is built for polyamory? Can men really see their their women, their wives that they're willing to die for, loving, building with, really be penetrated? Because I'm not going to lie. We can't just deny the impact of sex because that's one of the ugliest pictures. That's why even when men talk about infidelity is the hardest thing to come back from because when we got that image in our mind, it just plays over and over like a scary movie. But can men's hearts and egos really be, are we designed for polyamorous relationships? Yeah, I'm going to say that that's a very deep question. And it's really a whole separate topic where black men need to talk about the state of where we are mentally and emotionally. So the answer to your question is yes. As, as men, we are built for it, right? Now, why are we built for it? We're built for it because when you're in your masculine, Okay, you don't have a thing where you are possessive over your wife or your woman or anybody. You're protective over them. Right. So there's a difference between those two things. So if I feel my wife is in danger, then it's my job as as a man to step up and protect her. Now, if she wants to enjoy a situation that she feels is good for her, whether it has to do with other partners or going on vacation, whatever it is and I feel that she's safe and secure and that she's finding her joy and her happiness, then as a man, I want her to be in that space. I want to support her in being in that space. So that's really our, our true, um, you know, um, how we're wired as men. The, the issue is that because men are, have been, um, we've, been a, we've, been, we've had to suppress a lot about ourselves uh, men have gone through a lot of trauma in this culture, especially um, we, we have been, you know, I know it's hard to believe, but, you know, forced to be sexually repressed as men. And so we operate in a, a um, paradigm of scarcity and we don't trust other men and we don't trust ourselves. And we look at women almost as enemies, which is why you see this debate online right now about men saying women aren't doing the right thing and women saying men aren't doing the right thing. See, what's happened is, is that when you're not fully in your masculine essence as a man, then you don't trust and you can't love and you can't love yourself and therefore everything is a threat. So I don't have any concern about my wife or my, you know, either one of my wives connecting with other men. And the reason why is because I'm secure in myself. Now, how am I secure in myself? Well, I love myself. So there's nothing anybody can do outside of me that's going to affect my self-esteem. You understand? And my ego is not tied to what another person does in their life. So I can be secure. Now, in addition to that, I also have an abundance of love around me. You know, my wife is not my only source of love. My second wife is not my only source of love. I have an abundance of love around me. So I have a community of love. So I, I feel like I'm in a very balanced place. But no, it's not easy to get there. You know, we, we as men, we have a lot of trauma that, we're, that we've gone through. We've got a lot of healing to do. Women will say it all the time, like, men, do your work. Well, men have not been doing the work. And this is what it looks like. It looks like possessiveness, greediness, selfishness, jealousy, insecurity. And that often comes out in violence. You know, in the, in the uh, example uh, Pastor Tiffany talked about, in no way should her husband 
have gone out and done the things that he did. He should have came to her and said, look, here's how I feel or I need support. I don't know what's going on with me. Can we work through this together? But because he's been traumatized and because he hasn't worked on his healing, he didn't feel he can come to his wife or really anybody. Yeah. Men are not going to therapy, which we're not big, you know, advocates of therapy, the modern therapists. Come to us. But, you know, they don't, men don't feel they need to go to anybody for support. And that's the issue. So I understand what you're saying and what you're feeling. Most men will say, no way, I can't do that. And it's not a natural thing, but it's quite the opposite. It is a natural thing. We are built as men to protect all women and all children. And it doesn't mean that I have to possess them to be my own. Whew, Carl, let me tell you, you're a different kind of strong brother. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I just found out today that I am damn sure insecure because, <laughs> listen, Carl, like listen, different kind of strong. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I need to get my initiates involved because I want to know where they stand. If they team monogamy or if they team polyamory, I want to know. I'm going to run through really quick, guys. I'm going to start here with my sister that's been patiently waiting. Miss Lakia, what's up, sister? I know you've been backstage. <laughs> Help me out here. Hey, what I'm is so up glad. with you? Thank you so much for allowing me to be on, come on and talk. But um, respectfully, I like how the pastor said, respectfully disagree with um, the polyamorous. I, you know, as a woman of God, I have to say, I might as well have stayed single dating. I, I mean, polyamorous to me is basically saying, I'm in the dating stage. I can, I can have fun with whoever I want to have fun with. Um, so what's the point of getting married, right? So we say we got to stand on truth. And the truth, and when the, when the Lord saved me back in 1999, um, I was pregnant with a child. And when that happened in my life, my mind had to be renewed because mm -hmm. I was out there living that life. I was I called myself a nympho. I, I was out there having sex with different men because of things that happened in my life as a as a child being touched um, inappropriately. And just to share this, when He saved me. It took all of that hurt, all of the disappointments, all of the things that I was looking for was peace. I was looking for it came into my life and he showed me love. God is love. When That's we talk about, I heard you say polyamorous about love. I have children, I have six beautiful children and they all love me. I have, a, I have parents. They love me. I don't need to have multiple partners to have love. I have love for myself. Why do I need to have that in multiple partners? And so I want to end this. I don't want to take up too much time, but I do want to say the word is the truth. And the word said to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So that is basically saying he has ordered us to present our bodies as a temple that he can use. And we are becoming to become obedient unto his Holy Spirit that, that came to lead us to all truth. And the word says, and if you're not operating in that, then your your mind needs to be renewed. And we have we were lost, and that's a, it, it's it's a loss there when you feel like you have to have multiple loves from multiple, okay. now, you know, from the same sex. Mr. Um, Kia, listen, I I, I got to get to the family here because I want to get everybody's yeah. thoughts on this one. But thank you so much for telling us where you stand on this one. Okay. You're welcome. Thank and you. And Lakia was very open uh, about her story and kind of some some things that that happened in her life. That absolutely, was, uh, yeah, absolutely. Good, good testimony. Good Much testimony. love, man. Appreciate that, Miss Lakia. I'm actually about to bring a brother up here. We got our brothers backstage. It looked like we got my brother. Is it? Is it Henoch? Yes, Henoch Michaela. Can you hear me? Okay. Henoch. Yeah, man, what, man, brother, where you from? 
Um, I'm British. Well, I'm not British. <laughs> I'm African, but I grew up in England. Wow. Are you wait? Are you in the UK right now? No, right now I'm in Ecuador. Uh, uh, we're a traveling family. Oh my wow, goodness, we got Ecuador in the building. I love to hear it. Now tell me, tell me where you stand, brother. Team monogamy, well, um, team polyamory. Where we at with it? I'm I'm in team polyamory. Um, I'm in a lovely relationship right now, and I am open to um, more f- women. Um, my take on it was that the mainstream society is usually very slow to catch up to things. I think that we are all becoming more open to different types of relationship and polyamory is just one of them. And the world is changing. It's just that the mainstream society is usually much, very much behind. So yeah, I, I applaud you for doing the polyamory and it keep going and people will catch up eventually. So I don't really have like a question. I just have a take on it. I just think that people are slow and eventually the world will catch up and realize that there are different types of relationships and it just depends on the pe- on the people, right? If everyone's happy, no one's doing anything wrong. So quick question. I know you said you're open now to, you know, having some different ladies. Have you already communicated okay. that to the woman? Sorry? Have you already communicated this this openness to having other women? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I have to admit, in the past, I didn't communicate this desire. And I used to cheat on my exes and I've made mistakes. And um, I had to get to a point of maturity as a father because I have two kids now. I had to get to a point where like, I have to be honest because I have a daughter and I want my daughter to, to, to be proud of me and to be okay. And my dad had his desires and he acted upon them and he and he stood on business he was honest so i don't want my daughter to be like oh dad was cheating and lying to mom that that's not the image i want my daughter to have of me so yeah that's that was my main inspiration for being honest and other things you know but that was my main inspiration it was my daughter so i'm i'm open i, I told my partner about it and it's it's something that we're working lat a wow. i want you to be brief and brilliant on this one but I want you to be straight with me on this one because you got you got you raising a young queen in this world. Are you OK if your daughter you gets go. into a polyamorous relationship? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. No further questions, Your Honor. Thank wow. you so much, brother, for coming up Thank here and give, giving us your thoughts. That man in Ecuador right now. He's going crazy. Man, Ecuador is in the building. I got one more brother. Like The brothers are showing up today. One more brother. I got noble. Oh, no, we got to turn the show off in the back, brother. You got to turn the show off. Oh, come on. There we go. Noble, you ready? Oh, come on. Noble. Hold on. Let me, let, let me, I'm muting him real quick. I got you. I'm here. There you go. Hold on. Wait, wait. There you go. Noble, what's up with you, brother? How you living? Can you hear me, Noble? Hey. You hear me? Yeah, okay. All right, good, cool. Good. So, Noble, listen, let me know which, where you're standing on this one. Are you team okay, monogamy? You yes, I can hear you. It's a delay, but don't worry. Listen up. Listen, is it team monogamy or is it team polyamory? Oh, no, uh, Noble's done, man. I'm sorry, Noble. I'm sorry, Noble. I had to. You got to come back up, Noble, but you got to get the, get the audio right first. You got to get it right. But it sounds like we just happen to bring somebody up that stood on both sides of the fence. And you want to know one thing that I can't separate. One person said polyamory because this is my urges. Yeah. This is what I'm feeling. Desires. These are my desires. 
One person said, it's monogamy because this is what I spiritually believe and stand on. So I'm already seeing that the your spiritual belief systems, and I've noticed this since we started this show, yep. typically dictate every following action that you take, every standard that you set, every relationship and family structure that you build all stems from that. And I think it's, you know, when I'm thinking about polyamory, because, you know, going to the Stevens family, you guys are, you, you, you guys are polyamorous and you probably are in communities of people who are polyamorous. I can imagine nobody in that community has a Christian background or belief system. Is that correct? I think that's an assumption. That's a big and assumption. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Is that correct? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my wife, my second wife was raised in the church, and yes. she was very, very much into the church. My powerfully. second husband was is Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness. His entire family is Jehovah's Witness, yeah. and they love me. This is not about religion for us. This is about um, telling the truth, living an honest and open lifestyle, and, yes, being advanced beyond the culture, like the young brother said. We, there's nowhere in the Bible, I don't think, that says you're not supposed to be polyamorous. So we don't, it says love one another, love thy neighbor, love. And, and when it says don't covet, in my view, it's saying don't go and sneak behind people back and not be upfront and honest about who you are and what you're doing. But it says create community. It says be loving. Oh, she got, you see, you see that little smile. She had that little smile on the face <laughs> said that. Pastor, I mean, help me out on this one. First Timothy, the third chapter, I think is around about verse 12 says, be the husband of one wife. Um, Deuteronomy 17 and 17 says the king should not participate in polygamy. Yes, the Bible is um, just because it was customary in the times that Solomon had many wives, David had many wives, Jacob had many wives, a couple of people had many wives, just because it was the custom of the day that does not mean that that was the sanction of God. It's a lot of things that are custom today, but that don't necessarily mean that it's the sanction of God. So therefore, for prime example, um, the custom for today is common law marriage. Like, you know, you get with somebody for two or three years, y'all get common law married, never go and have a real, real marriage. That's acceptable for the day, that's the custom. Yeah. But that don't mean that that's sanctioned by God. And so, um, Ty and Ryan, I just got a question for y'all, if y'all don't mind. Absolutely. Feelings. If you had a feeling, Ryan and Ty, to go take some fentanyl right now, would you go do it? I would not. Why not? I thought if you had a desire to do it. That if desire. Say, if we our feelings. If we doing what our feelings tell us to do. Because it's destructive. Yeah, absolutely. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12 that everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Meaning that I'm permitted to do whatever I want to do because I have free will to do it. Y'all know where I'm going, don't you? Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. The soul is comprised of the mind, the will, the emotions, the memory, the imagination, the personality. In my will, I can do anything that I want to do, but it's not wise to do something that's going to be destructive to me. So just 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 for clarity here, what you're communicating is that the biggest problem with following the desires of your heart is that essentially they might what, ultimately be destructive to us. What happened when your desires are leading you to the wrong destination of destruction? 
if we just if we can just do anything that makes us feel good that's what society tells you today do whatever make you feel good you are always right in your own eyes that means that you're your own god in a second because you are limitless becoming because you are limited you're going to do something that's going to run you straight into destruction and destroy each and every part of your life i think just from what we've been talking about a lot of this is just feeling based and i just don't personally run my life based on doing what i feel i just wonder what it would be the energy that i put in to finding another husband or finding another wife what does that look like if i put that exact energy in to really really build my marriage and to really really figure out what does it take to make this marriage work it just seems as though a lot of times well not it just seems as though in this conversation it's that you know we we do believe in exclusivity we're not saying that polyamory is for everybody but but on the flip side of it it's like it's not for everybody however if you really have these strong desires if you really feel this deeply about somebody get with your partner figure out how you all can you know open up your relationship and i'm just wondering what would it be like if we really put that energy in to really running our marriages the way god has called us to run it because we're right back at that thing of no self-control the young lady had a really really great scripture that i like a lot that we literally have to present our bodies as living sacrifices and so that means that i am not controlled by my feelings just because i feel it i don't have to act out on it and the bible does talk explicitly about um being married to for the two have become one one man and one woman the two have become one and we've got to remember that when when we start talking about it from a biblical sense i'll let my husband take over we've got to go back to Genesis, God's original intent for man and woman was for us to be in nonstop communication and fellowship with him. When man decided to follow his feelings, this is when the world entered into the state that we're in right now. We've got to remember God's original intent for mankind, but following feelings is when deception came in, when we started turning away from God because we were feeling based. Yeah, when we start following our feelings, our nature changed. Right. We went from having the nature of God to the nature of Satan. And that is the nature of selfishness. When selfishness enters, then I do whatever I want to do, where I want to do it, with whoever I want to do it with, whatever I feel like doing it. Why? Because at this point, selfishness has overtaken me. And so I feel like that I am powerless to have control over my desires and my selfishness. Even if the desires are illegal against my direction and my vision in which God wants it to go. Mm -hmm. So therefore, once again, um, if anything, if it's feeling based and you feel like you don't have no control, destruction is in your pathway. So, okay, man, it's, it's steamy in the chat right now. I got to read some of these super chats. And, they and after and we this, we're going to get some people backstage. Yeah, so hold tight. We got y'all backstage. We're going to bring y'all up to give y'all's take on this. Shout out to Montana B. Montana B says, it's not that one person can meet every need, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, you sure can. God gave us spirit to help in every aspect of life. Again, the religion, the spirituality is coming to part it's of that. Coming. So I, it's I think, coming. I think I got some follow-up questions about that. Shout out to Jimmy Reels says, as you deepen a romantic connection with one partner, you lessen your connection with another over time. Polly seems like multiple people get some of you, but no one truly gets all of you. Hashtag no sharing. Shout out to all the new initiates joining us. And shout out to my girl Soy. 
Uh, she says, I believe that lust is never fulfilled. You feed it, it grows. With that being said, do y'all have a max on how many partners you can have or is it unlimited? Carl and Kenya, can you answer that real quick? Is it unlimited? Is it a max? What's the deal with that? Yeah, we don't limit each other. So, you know, whatever Kenya feels that she desires for her is fine with me. Whatever I desire, Kenya's fine with that. So we don't put limits or caps on each other. Um, you know, I love Kenya for who she is and her choices. She loves me for who I am and my choices. And we just roll like that. Makes sense. Makes sense. More initiates joining the platform. Shout out to that. Shout out to Yali says, I think the poly couples glorify their lifestyle instead of getting to the root of the emptiness in their relationships that is causing them to emotionally, physically need someone else in the mix. Very interesting uh, take on that, Yali. And shout out to T. Woodley, who has been an initiate for three months. I just love when the fellas support the channel and the community says it sounds like the biggest difference is that the poly couple are operating in what pleases themselves with with spirituality not as the root of a relationship but more as a background basis to be good people to one another and don't worry steven's family I'm gonna, we're gonna let y'all go ahead and chime in to actually give you a take on this but what i want to do really quickly is get a few more uh initiates on stage to get their take on the conversation here i got dominique on stage here welcome what up, dominique? to the platform Hi. dominique can you guys hear me we can we hear sure you can. perfectly fine crazy i was about to go to bed but this is such a great conversation <laughs> however i do feel like this has become a religious conversation as opposed to strictly discussing the pros and cons of monogamy and polyamory um are you guys still there yeah we, we are we listening. Right, cool yes and i feel like whenever you bring religion into the conversation it'll automatically be a black against a white cold in fire and it's like you we can't really look at the facts of the situation because whoever's ideologies of like religion it it clouds a lot of things so i feel like if we could just have a very clear expectations of monogamy their pros and their cons and polyamory and also i feel like you can be you can still be spiritual and have a relax or a relationship with god um being polyamory like i don't i, I don't know i feel like Hold on, wait, 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 wait. you just never told us your side, though. Are you team polyamory or you monogamy? Which one is it? I'm team do what you want to do and what feels right. <laughs> See, you riding the fence. No, 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 you riding, riding the fence. The fence. All right, put it like this. When you get into your next relationship, what would it be? I really can't put, uh, I can't say exactly what it'll be. So I you're open to a polyamorous relationship? I'm open to it if it's right for me. Just okay. like Kenya said, it's, they're not promoting polyamory. We, again, we're stuck in this a religion or a non-religion. This is what Christians do. This, this is what Christians don't do. This is not what the conversation is supposed to be about. They're promoting you being truthful with yourself, truthful with your partner. They even said they wouldn't accept people who have side chicks or side Jews are already starting uh, other relationships with other people. You have to be honest with what's going on with you first. So I just feel like religion really clouded this whole situation and we're not really able to look at the facts of both sides. Like I'd like to hear the pros and the cons from people who've been in a monogamous relationship that's not influenced by religion. That's basically what so, I'm saying. Because I, I do understand that. And I think a lot of people have that sentiment. But my thing is, is your spirituality and your belief not a very essential part of the relationship? I mean, how could you Most not? Definitely. How could you not have that involved in the conversation? 
Most definitely, but I feel like the conversation has become a conversation. If you just look at the chat, it's a bunch of people saying that's the devil, that's not of Christ. Who said what's of Christ? And mm. don't think I'm against Christians. I was raised in the church. Being a Christian has taught me about faith, which is not something that you should just come across. That is something that has definitely helped me in my life journey and I'll take with me for the rest of my life. But this is not a Christian versus non-Christian conversation. Okay. So we're yeah. not really focused on... Um, the meat of what's going on here and the both sides, the pros and cons. That's all. I just Dominique. Like really is, yeah. No, listen. Great thank, feedback. Thank you so much for your feedback on the conversation. You and still, that, listen, and listen. You still, still riding the fence though. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna, we gonna take that. When you listen, when you get it, look, your next relationship, you let us know what. Manak, you let us know what you decided to do. Send us an email over to info at harleyinitiated.com. I'm yeah. gonna remember you, Dominique. Okay. Uh, thank you. Of Lady course, I'm not gonna lie. I have never seen this many men backstage ready to get their take ever. The men is backstage. I'm gonna go ahead and bring it. Oh man, let's see if this brother figured it out now. No, but you got this. <laughs> no, but you got to figure it out. I think I do. Can you hear me? We sure right, can. We gotta no. figure. Hey, let, let us know here, brother. You monogamy? You polyamory? Where you at with it? Yo, man, I'm team poly all day. Always have. Uh, always have been. Didn't know about it until I really met um, Kenya and. No, Carl, uh, about 10, 11 years ago. So I'm definitely team Poppy. Okay, are you currently married? Say again? Are you married? I am currently married. I have my first son. He was in the picture there. I, I would consider myself, actually, I think I would, say, I would consider myself a partner of um, Kenya's. Yes. Whoa! That's crazy. <laughs> He's coming up. He's supporting Yo, We did not plan this, guys. We did not plan this. This is a surprise oh, guest. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. So, how long have you been a partner of Kenya's? 14 um, years. Oh, yeah, she, she knows. <laughs> so, 10 years. Wow. So, when she approached you, you already like she and she, she you know she pretty because she was already married when she approached uh, when yeah. you, I, I don't know however y'all met right well we met in the club on halloween <laughs> on halloween like like kenya really <laughs> kenya and rakim they really saved my life you know um first i want to say like i was born christian southern baptist i believe in i've always believed in the word of god um it's, it's a foundation and i don't i don't like when people down talk or like talk bad about christianity because i feel like they're talking bad about my family my, my parents, my aunt and the uncles are still there, you know. Um, and I, but for me, it was very stifling. You know, I was repressing a lot of myself. And meeting Kenya um, really just opened me up to the possibility of being able to love authentically um, and to have a relationship that I wasn't even, you know, conscious of or aware of at any point. You know, um, so they really, like, saved my life, I would say, because I was going through depression. I was in the hospital several times. Um, I don't know where I would be without you know, the stuff that they talk. So, so I, I want to ask you this too, brother. Especially, I'm speaking to a man that has an ego. I found out 30 minutes ago. I'm I'm insecure because I cannot be with any one of you brothers. So I want to I want to ask this: as a brother who is the second husband mm -hmm. in a marriage, in many ways, what I see that to be from my obviously monogamous lens is that you are second to another man. In my eyes, does that bother you? Is that how you see it? Is that how you approach it in a polyamorous relationship? What's the mindset around that? That's definitely how I thought about it at first. But Rakim really helped me with that because he really helped me to understand the definition of what it means to be an alpha man. Because uh, for me, like, you're an alpha dude. Like, nobody can challenge you. Like, there is nobody better than me. You know, you can, have, you can be taller. 
better looking, bigger bank account, bigger, you know, no junk going on down there, you know what I'm saying, better sense game. It doesn't, it, like, nobody, that doesn't make you better than me as a person, you know, because I'm really dope in myself. I'm confident in myself. I love myself. Like, you can't tell me nothing about my self-worth. So I don't think I'm really second to anybody. It's just that I can show up and a woman can enjoy me from who I am and my essence, and I can enjoy her. And that could be it. And again, it doesn't even have to be a sexual thing. You know, I think we kind of get set all into it. Um, and one thing that also um, Rakim Tool has helped me to see is that like a lot of times when we're dealing with our, the sex thing as men, we're really thinking about another man doing something or being inside of our woman in a way that we can't, like going deeper than we can or, or stretching her out more, just having her go more orgasmic and like we feel small in comparison. And that's not really the case. Like, like ain't nobody better than me. It don't matter who you are, or what you packing. Like, I, 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 I am a, a solid being within myself. No. To be honest, brother, I mean, I, I don't think you. I mean, you brought me into the mindset. I mean, yeah. that oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's truly incredible just hearing y'all really break down the dynamic of the relationship because it, it's, it's such a foreign concept um, to myself and it's so different from uh, polygamy, you know, being that a woman can have the ability to also move around and roam to have wives just as a man could. And um, uh, I mean, I mean I, I'm just really blown away by this, but I really, man, I, brother, I really do appreciate you calling up here and, you know, uh, supporting the show, okay? And don't feel bad about where you at, man, because, like, I, I was there. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not easy. And I don't think anybody should do it unless they have a real desire to do it. But you could be good either way. Monogamy is a beautiful relationship structure, I believe. It just wasn't good for me personally. Oh, brother. Um, now, now, you got a baby over there. You got a baby. Is is So you had a, a baby with your other wife. Yes. She's, she's over here. Come on camera, baby. Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Hold she hiding? This is crazy. Why she hiding back there? Bring on camera. Oh, wow. wow. What's up? Shocker. Wow. And see, that's one thing we got to touch on, too, just the impact of, of kids. And family. You know, We're going to talk about yeah. it. But let me tell you, wow. Noble, thank you so much for uh, for coming back on here and us figuring this out. Okay, brother? Love you, love you Kenya. Love you, Carl. Love you, Peace, baby. brother. Man, I did not expect that. I'll be honest. This is and first of all, that's two for two. The brothers been poly on this joint. Yeah, the brothers, yeah. the brothers been poly. And shout out to everybody that's joining the initiate family. Let's let's keep it rolling. Keep it moving. We got one. Look, we got a couple more. I'm gonna bring up here. We, the brothers is backstage. Lario, what's popping with you, Larry? Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how you doing? I am blessed, Larry. Let me let me know you stand, all right? Because right now the brothers two for two poly. Are you polyamorous? Or are you monogamous? Uh, to be honest, I'm, whatever works best for you, I am open to poly. Me and my wife, we uh, we we spoke about it. Um, so yeah, it's and it's not a more for for me personally. It's not about me, you know, just wanting to have sex with multiple women or running off of my feelings. My mindset is building an empire. My mindset is multiple individuals looking over the children and basically the village mindset. Um. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Quick, quick question, brother. Are yeah. you open to polyamory, where you and your wife, your uh, wife can have other partners, or is it polygamy? 
no, I'm open to I'm open to both of us um being being able to do that. Um, I've never it. been an insecure type of person. Um, I don't own anyone. I don't have any, you know, papers on anyone. Uh, we we're free, we're free human beings to do what we like, uh, long as it's done with uh, respect and uh, great communication. I'm open for it. Wow, understood. Well, listen, thank you so much, Lario, for chiming in. Okay, brother. I'm, I'm the amount of people with uh, uh, supporting the poly, the poly team, poly is is really incredible right now. I, I wasn't expecting that. I'll be honest with you. It really is. In fact, I got one more brother. We go. We got another brother back here. We go bring up. You got. I hear my show. We hear the show in the back, baby. You got. You got to go ahead and mute it. Oh, oh, my bad. I got you. Shar Shoot Media. What's good, man? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. That audio sounds incredible. Go. Yeah. No, hold on. I'm going to do this. <laughs> hold on. Wait. Go ahead and figure it out, brother. I got to go. Turn it down. Say again. Can you hear me? Wait. Who's that, who's that uh, hiding in the back, though? Nah, who's hold who's on, that hiding hold in the back? Hold on. Nah. It's, listen, the echo is terrible, brother. Work the echo out. Come back. And we're going to go ahead and get you br uh, brought back up. I got my man Dietrich coming on to the show. <laughs> Dietrich, what's up with you, brother? This is amazing. I had absolutely no intention on coming on this evening. Listen. First of all, what's up with all the initiates having the the sound equipment and studio set up? I mean, the Listen. background this 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 too legit. First of all, he's talking about I didn't even plan on coming up with a whole mic in his face, <laughs> whole damn mic set up. Talking about I ain't plan on coming up here. That's a day. Hey, listen. Let's wait. Let me answer the question. I was literally in a course that I was just dealing with, and it ended early, and this popped up. And that's the hey, only reason that this. Hey, listen, brother. Look, it's divine. Don't even no no explanation needed. You're here now. This is where you're supposed to be. Let me know where you stand. We polyamorous or we monogamous? Well, the short. Well, you know what? First of all, I I think the the question itself is a flawed question, but I will answer it. Okay. Okay. Because, <laughs> please, please. Because it, you know, where you are is depends on where you are. Now, personally, right now, where I am in my life, I'm polyamorous. Okay. However, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for anyone else. Okay. Um, I see a lot of value in uh, monogamous relationships. Um, I, they, they, they have their place and their role. Um, however, it depends on where you are and what you're trying to accomplish. So that's, that's the short answer to your question. Um, oh, okay. Are you currently married? Uh, not anymore. No, not anymore. Got it. That previous relationship was a monogamous? Uh, that one was monogamous. However, I am a strong advocate of, of marriage. Absolutely. I'm a strong advocate of marriage. I do not think there is uh, anything antithetical to being married and being polyamorous. I think, you know, quite honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think um, sexual exclusivity destroys relationships. I believe that dishonesty destroys relationships. And so if you can create something that works for you, um, that's all that really, really matters. Uh, if you look at the history of marriage, and for the record, I'll just give you a dis disclaimer. I've done a lot of uh, future work, and I'm anticipating the um, development of alternative marriage lifestyles over the next, uh, say, 10 or 15 years in the, in the U.S., um, just to give you a little bit of um, backdrop. Um, but I say that to say that um, as women have establish their power in every society and Dietrich, can you please be, be brief and brilliant on this one because i want to get back to the debate but go ahead brother right here's my point any society where as women have developed their power um polyamorous 
or alternative lifestyles, alternative marriages has been also a, a, a result of that. That was that's what I want to say. Wow. Okay. But well, I, listen, I do appreciate your um, your intellectual feedback on this one, brother. And anything that you think might be valuable um, to this conversation in future, you can always go ahead and send it to us over at info at hardlyinitiated.com. But I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. And I really just wanted to bring on one more because we're getting kind of, kind of long winded. And I want to get back to the guests. But let, yes. let's bring up Sharpshoot Media again. Let's give them another another shot real quick. All right. Sharpshoot, you got it together? I think I got it together. Just threw the headphones on. We're good to go. There you go, brother. All right, let us know what side you're standing on. Team polyamory all the way. I, um, I firmly believe that you cannot possess people. You can only experience them. And one of the beautiful things that we're put on this earth to do is to experience the earth, to experience, you know, they keep talking about how we're spirits and we live in a body. Well, we're experiencing the things that this world has to offer, and there's a way to do that by following the inner leading uh, because if you believe that God lives in you, then God can speak to you from within as well. And there's a way to uh, to meet those desires without uh, violating somebody, uh, without violating somebody's trust. Sharpshoot, look, thank you so much for that, brother. And listen, and listen, you be blessed, okay? Absolutely. Grace and peace. Appreciate you, brother. It's been, man, it's overwhelming. I think we went five for five or four for four with the guys. Yeah. All of them team poly? it's incredible this is incredible now let's actually go go to this here because even prior to coming here and how do the ladies feel about that too ladies let us know in the chat the conversation started getting really deep because a lot of people started pretty much saying that polyamory seemed like a decision you make based on sexual desire desires of the heart and not something that was true and meant to actually build not something genuinely and authentically for the betterment for the building of the family of the future but for the desire of the heart is why we go about actually making that decision i never got uh gave you guys uh, the stevens family a chance to respond to that because i think it is some truth there even as somebody who is in this lifestyle, I think you do have to figure out how to balance what is indulgent, what is excessive, and what is genuine to the people that you love and care about. But how much of that is true? How much of polyamory, because I'm not even going to lie, I know some brothers who want to jump into the poly lifestyle. I don't know I don't know if it's polyamory because they probably can't see their wife out there jumping into it and having other partners. But I know some guys that may want to jump in to abuse it themselves and have additional partners because they don't just want to have sex every now and again how do i gauge whether or not what i want is authentic or if this is just a lustful desire or uh, material desire of the uh you know uh, of the flesh yeah you know you you did ask that question before and so here's this is our belief Everything you desire is authentic, but it doesn't mean you engage in all those things. I told you all before that most of life is about self-control. Most of life is about you practicing discipline. Now, most people are not really good at it. We can see again by people not being able to save money, people not being able to lose weight, people not being able to stay fit, all the above, right? But that's what life is really about. You need to have the quality of character within you 
that allows you to practice discipline, that allows you to understand that everything you do, everything you think and everything you say has a consequence. That's the way the world's designed. And so you just need to understand that and then make decisions that are responsible. One thing I was gonna say is that when we choose our partners, you saw one of my long-term partners on there and how I supported him in getting another partner and getting married. We supported him and allow him to be in our space so that he could build up and start his own business. We do things based on building uh, a, a wealth, if you will, an abundance. Uh, um, his wife works for our company. All of our partners work for our companies. We, we are building community and sustainability and generational wealth. And so when, when we're looking at partnerships, we're not looking like, oh, do I want to have sex with them? That's ridiculous. Every day, if I walk outside, there's 100 men who want to sleep with me. I don't care anything about that. What can this person bring to my community? What is this person authentically needing themselves? How can we support one another? Are they willing to work within community? So this is not, this is another level. I don't know which polyamory everyone's talking about. Because we're talking mm. about building sustainable community for our people where 52% of our children are living in single family homes. Mm. Where we have a problem, a financial issue, an economic concern. That's what we're solving. We're also solving our relational concerns, ego concerns, to where we can't work together. That's what we're doing. We've been doing this for 20 years. So our success speaks for itself. So do you guys think if, they, if you try to keep your relationship as a monogamous relationship and not bringing new partners into it, you guys would have divorced? No, no we, we divorce. don't believe in divorce. <laughs> like, we don't believe in divorce. So, so we understand that we're responsible for our lives. So even in my marriage, if there's something going on in my marriage, as a man, I understand it's on me. I'm the responsible and accountable person. If, if Kenya is experiencing something in her marriage to me that's not to her liking or is hurtful or painful. She understands that there needs to be some responsibility and change within her in order to make the shift. Could be more communication, could be her being more empathetic to me. We don't know what it is, but the bottom line is Kenya and I understand in our version of spirituality is that we understand we have the power to create our lives. And so could Kenya and I be exclusive for the rest of our lives? Absolutely, yes. no problem. Like we didn't get into polyamory and open relating because, you know, we just couldn't control our lusts or desires. And we were about to, to divorce. We would never divorce. We would never divorce. Like we, we, see, see, we can sit here on this, you know, live with you all and say, you know, with our chest out that we're going to be together for the rest of our lives, period, point blank. So we can stand in that. The reason why we can stand in that is because we've reached a level within our relationship where we can talk to each other about how we really feel our authentic feelings. Kenya has supported me in ways that I didn't even imagine were possible by another human being, let alone a woman. So we've allowed ourselves to walk that path together and in walking that path, and it hasn't always been you know, easy. It's been very difficult at times, but in walking that path, we've grown into deeper love. By actually challenging each other and going through those challenges together, we've grown deeper and deeper and deeper into love. And that's how we've been able to get to this point. I don't recommend that people just look at the lifestyle and say, oh, I want to jump into that. It will it not takes, work. It takes skills, tools. That's why we've written tools, 12 books, the skills, 12 books. We've been online for, we have 80 courses. On, I mean, this is not a joke. We have a huge community of people doing this, taking back our love, taking back our life, 
from where whoever took it. And again, like I told you all in the beginning, we support being sexually exclusive for as long as you want to do it or for your entire marriage or your life. Like we, we, we don't have any skin in the game when it comes to that. We want people to live the life they want to live. That's the difference. We're not judging anybody on what their choices are, but we do want to support you in having the tools that are required to be successful. Now let's, let's talk family and raising family. Okay. Because that's um, a, a picture that I, I want you guys to paint for us, how that works. Cause I can imagine it's a bit different in you know how it looks in a polyamorous family versus a traditional monogamous family so when it comes to raising and grooming children in this family you know uh, model how does it what does it look like do your other kids um do they also does you, your new um husbands do they also become your children as well is it even, I mean, do you, they call everybody mom? Like, what's, what's the rules and uh, parameters around raising children in this structure? Absolutely. So one of the things that you discussed was, are you just jumping in there and letting your feelings run wild and just following your desires? No way. When I thought about this, which we thought about this decision for many years before we jumped into this, and we didn't jump in at that. We wrote about it, we studied it, we learned, we taught. So two things about that. Every man who I am with is my father's child. And that takes us back to our roots. We are Africans. <laughs> this is how this indigenous person thinks. So that no child is left behind. We can't depend on the government to do that. We're doing that. No child left behind. Another thing is women say, well, I want one man, one man. What happened if your one man pass on? My children have fathers for days and each father brings different skills, tools, you know, financial situations, business situations, learning all types of things. And all these mothers, the women that I'm with, you know, that's a village, that's people cooking, cleaning. I'm, I'm, and they don't all live with me, but of course they're all the children's parents. If I have a child, that's his child. They don't do this paternity thing, this mine. You saw the video online, I brought McDonald's to one child and there's three kids living there. Uh-uh, we don't play that over here. That's what I'm saying, we're returning to sanity in our community. Yeah, like I said earlier, you know, all men, all women and children, and all women love all men and children. Like that's our philosophy, right? So we believe that men need to step up as men, many to form brotherhoods, Women need to form sisterhoods and we need to kind of get out of our pettiness and our differences and work and, and learn tools to work through those things. But yes, I need to be responsible for all the children who I'm of, of the women I'm partnered with. And Kenya does the same thing for the men where, where she's partnered with. Now, um, Stephen's family, do you think that this same result that you guys are are looking to accomplish with you know building family and, and these strong ties do you think those things can still be accomplished with let's just say strong family values and connections or, or, or strong friendships or strong community can you get those same uh levels of things accomplished without actually involving yourself in a polyamorous uh, relationship absolutely but it has to be community like for instance the good pastors over there they're in houston we're in houston we should be connected. 
There should not be religion separating us or sexuality, sexual preferences, LGBT, all these little divisions that people try to put because this is tearing our communities apart. It's nothing wrong with passing them lifestyle. It's nothing wrong with our lifestyle. If we're using a book to keep us apart, then this is a problem. Everybody, even if you're in an exclusive situation, we need to be coming together like this. And we've created the tools to do that. Communication systems that support us in getting over ego so we can learn to, to, to be together again as community. Yeah. And, and Pastor James and, and Pastor Tiffany, what, what are your guys' general thoughts about this? Do, do you think that, you know, this uh, polyamorous community and relationship could actually be a benefit or could actually be effective in uh, accomplishing, you know, some of those goals that, that both um, Carl and, and Kenya spoke about? As I'm listening to them speak, this can happen without me needing a multiple husband or Pastor James needing another wife. We have a huge church family. Um, you have, I mean, you sororities, fraternities, you have multiple ways, you have extended family. I guess it's, it's just a little odd to me. And I guess I'm sitting here trying to figure this out because the truth of the matter is polyamorous means many loves. And it means that I get to have multiple husbands and my husband can have multiple wives. But as we're talking, that's not really what we're addressing. And we're making it more so just be like, you know, do, you know, both all lifestyles, you know, you, you, you all's monogamous relationship is fine. And my question is, well, not even a question. It just seems as though what they're talking about, that can still be accomplished without having um, multiple husbands, unless I'm, unless I'm missing something. I just want to narrow down what the topic is, um, because everything, building community and making sure that children don't grow up in broken homes, whether the mother or father are there, you can do that where you have mentorships, there are different clubs, there are different things that we can do where we can still um, have that where, where, where families are coming together, but why do I need a multiple husband or why do I need, why does he need multiple wives to make that happen? Yeah, and, and to your point, Pastor Tiffany, again, we said we support sexually exclusive relationships and yes you can make those things happen without you having other husbands or your or your husband have other wives we, we said that earlier the difference is is we're saying well yeah like let's do those things like where's the demonstration of any of that happening like what kenya and i are doing is actually practicing what we preach and we're building community actively so we're not talking about theoretical things here so, yeah, I know that I could go reach out to Brotherhood and, and you guys can build in the church and, and wherever else. But like, let's actually make that happen. Like one issue I have inside of, again, the, the culture of monogamy is there is a lot of theoretical talk happening. But behind closed doors, like people are cheating on each other or they're not telling the truth, you know, about what's going on in their hearts and in their minds. We're just we're just saying here's a model that we are choosing to practice, but you don't have to do it the way we do it. And the thing is, is that the tools and techniques that we've developed, the church needs to adapt. These people need to adapt because there's too much going on in terms of the authenticity. Let's talk about that. Not the sex, but being able to tell each other the truth. That's a skill that takes time. I get couples who come to me who cannot do it for six months, 12 months, a year and a half. They can't. So I'm saying we've developed the tools and skills to support people in becoming authentic and getting over their ego and dealing with their trauma. This is what we do, and that's how we can be open and communal and polyamorous. That's why we would get there. 
But how prior can to I, that, we need the, the, the skills. Can I ask y'all a question? Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. How can a man have two wives and not have be having sex with two wives? How can a woman have two husbands? Were you calling them husbands and wives? How can a woman have two husbands but not having sex with two husbands? How can how can they be a wife or your husband? For us, you know, marriage is not defined by sex. Okay. Like again, that like, this is part like that's a monogamous thing. In order to be monogamous, the one requirement is your sexuality. It's the one thing that monogamous people seem to focus on. So in polyamory, sex is not even a, a thing. So yes, you can, you can connect with people any way you want to. If I have multiple partners, then it takes away the need for me to have sex with all those partners. You see what I'm saying? Like I can actually have authentic friendships, friendships. And, and leave sex out of it unless that's a part of what we really want to do. So yeah, most of my partnerships, to be honest, are, are platonic. They're, they're so not why not just date? Date? You mean and not ever have gotten married? Yeah, like yeah, literally. Why? Why not just not be in a in, in a marriage? Because we want to yeah, be together to be forever. We have children. We have a, yeah. we have a legacy. We have investments. Why would we not want to be married? I hear people say, "Why get married?" Yeah, it just we, doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't I mean, we get married? <laughs> again, marriage for us is not based on sexual exclusivity. No. So again, sex is not the main thing about our relationship and our marriage. No. And so, what you're doing, what are you doing with your genitals? It's about love and commitment. So I can show up for my wife every single day Same. and my kids every single day. Same way I have multiple children. I can love all of those children. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's multiple and still provide, you know, be a father and be a mentor and, and all those things. So again, it's, you know, if I know I'm going to be committed to somebody for the rest of my life, then why not, you know, declare that in front of God in the community and, and actually hold my word, actually show the community what it looks like to be committed and to work through issues. Like we see ourselves as an example of what it means to work through issues. Again, we don't believe in divorce. No. Like we think it's just. I don't divorce it's, anybody, it's, it's, none of my partners. Again, it's the culture of monogamy, which where that's even an option. Well, you have to divorce because you want to have sex with somebody else. So you have to dump somebody by the side of the road to go pick somebody else up. That's not going to ever build community. We don't believe in breaking families up. No. You know, unless you've actually gone through all the work and you've worked through the tools and you've got the support. Yeah, sometimes it's it's required. Like we understand that we're not we don't want to fault anybody for their choices. But again, we need to look at relationships from a different perspective. And, and connection and love from a different perspective. And we're trying to communicate that through our lifestyle and our practice. I think we just have a very, very different belief system. Well, and so I cannot separate what I believe in order for me to say that I'm in relationship, I'm doing what I feel, this is just what it is for me. We have a different belief system. One of the ladies called in and she said it should not be about religion, just you know, state the the differences on, 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 on monogamy versus um, polyamorous. But the fact of the matter is you cannot separate the two because that's what I, that's the foundation of our marriage. If in the event that I remove what I believe, we have no real foundation. Yeah, you cannot. And then it's hard to have a relationship with God if you don't have a relationship with the word of God. Right. Because the word of God teaches me the principles of God. So just because practices may change, throughout the custom, that don't mean that God's principles change. Right. And the principles are built in rules and codes that are designed to work and produce peace 
fruit, power, freedom, love, joy, all of these things that money cannot buy. And so when you make statements also um, saying that if there are practices and there are certain things that the church need. Well, the truth of the matter is um, all churches are not the same. Right. And we are teaching people how to be self-controlled. We are teaching people how to be kind. We are teaching people how to be loyal. We are teaching people how to be dedicated. We are teaching people how to love in a monogamous way and to live our lives according to the instructions of the word of God. So when you say you don't know how you, you kind of it's kind of like, why can't we all just get together and we just all do this? The battle of belief systems is going to clash at some point down the road because it's like your definition of a wife or a husband and marriage. It seems to be totally opposite of our definition between a wife and a husband in marriage. And when they start colliding, then that's when we're not going to be able to flow. Right. I just like once again, I think it's belief system. Now, of course, you we all come together for the good of mankind. Absolutely. Um, but with with the belief system, what we are really teaching people is that when you sign up with a relationship for Jesus Christ, you are signing up to die daily to yourself, which means that when I die daily to myself, I am now at a place where I just do not live life based on what feels good to me, what I think is right. I am literally he's he's Lord and Savior over my life. So I just think it is a big um, I want to word this properly. You can package something where it sounds really easy and it sounds really good. You can package it in a way that appeases a person's flesh. It sounds like it's easier. It sounds like, okay, it makes sense. We want to be truthful in this relationship. We don't want to bring any deceit. We want to have honesty. So when I bring in the honesty in the relationship, let me tell you my true desires about how I feel about this person. And so when you start massaging it in and then you start opening yourself up to multiple people coming into your relationship, the way the conversation is going tonight, because I've done a little research and I've watched several other um, interviews, tonight is just really keeping polyamorous in this real gray area. I don't feel like we really have, um, it's, it's just packaged up really nicely. And what I do know at, at the root of it, the reason for the conversation is from when we started can that, that was one of the, the first questions I think that, that that Ty asked, can you can one person satisfy you forever? And it's not just about sex, but it is opening myself up to allow another man to come into my life where now I am selling. I am now sharing my soul with him. I'm sharing my heart with him. I'm sharing my spirit with him. I am now allowing someone to come in and I'm sharing parts of myself where I think another person called in and said it. If I'm giving my husband 70% and giving somebody else 25%, another person 5%, it's just, I would like for us to really stick at what the real topic is because the truth of the matter is in polyamorous relationships, you can have multiple um, partners in your life. No, it just doesn't start with sex, but that is one of the things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I just, am, I'm at this place where I don't want to open myself and get myself, my soul tied to so many other um, partners because I, it just goes completely against my belief system. Yeah, and when you make vows, when you make covenants, when you make promises and when you make agreements with other people outside of the covenant that you have 
with the one main covenant that you have, you're opening yourself up for ungodly and unhealthy soul ties, spiritual warfare, right? Which is evil, flat out. And so, therefore, um, once one more time, we got a battle of belief systems going on, right? And well, I, <clears throat> let's let, let, let's address this here because it's interesting. I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because Carl, you are a priestess as well, correct? Or a priest? Yeah, I'm a I'm a priest. And um, Kenya, you are a priestess. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the African tradition. The concept was introduced of soul ties into the conversation, and we've talked about this many times on this platform. Is are is there a threat to the relationship that you have, especially your primary relationship, when it comes to bringing these different energies? Signing these different covenants, emotional ties, physical intimacy. When you bringing all of that in, do you now threaten your relationship, your primary relationship? Well, if you're asking, is is polyamory difficult? It absolutely is. And when you're related with multiple people, it takes a high level of skill. It takes a high level of care, and you know, excellent communication skills. Um, in terms of like the soul ties or the energy thing, you know, being a possibility to break up the primary marriage or the first marriage or other relationships, we don't believe in that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be difficult. No doubt about that. And the thing that soul ties is based on scientifically is just a chemical called oxytocin. It's the bonding hormone. It's what makes you crazy when you first get in a relationship with someone. It's that um, bonding energy, that new relationship energy. And that's what everybody is afraid of, that you know, you already went through that with your husband or your wife, then it goes down naturally. Science says after seven years, they call it the seven year hump, that chemical has gone down. So you don't feel the same level of passion. 14 years, another hump, we did that. 21 years and every seven years, that chemical decreases by half in terms of its secretion during sex. So that's all people are talking about is the bonding hormone, oxytocin. That's the soul tie because it is such a strong drug in the system. But uh, <laughs> that's going to be normal for you to have that experience if you're going to be polyamorous. And you just have to have the tools to learn how to do that. But we don't think it's like spooky or <laughs> demonic or something. This is just hormones. Okay. And, and Pastor, just just for context, because we did throw that word out here, yes, it, it might be a lot of people that might not have heard or be introduced yeah, to man. what a soul tie is or how it might affect the relationship. So, can you just give us a brief synopsis to bring some uh, to to bring some understanding to that? Absolutely, uh, man. According to Genesis, the second chapter, man is a spirit being. He has a soul. He lives in a body. He was made in the image and in the likeness of God. The image of God is love and creativity. The likeness of God is power. So the Bible says in Genesis 2 and 7 that God formed man from the dust of the ground. He pulled ground, he pulled dust. He formed man. He breathed into him the breath of life. And man became a living soul. He's spirit, soul, and body. The spirit being, the spirit part of me is the spirit being that is connected to God. I connect to God through my spirit. I connect to myself through my soul. I connect to the world through my body. My soul is my mind, which the mind that I use to think. It's my will, the part of me that I use to choose and make decisions and choices. It's my emotions, 
which feelings that are caused by pain and pleasure. It's the replay, the replay of my mind. You were just talking about that, Ty, about stuff just be playing in your mind over and over again like a horror movie, you can't get it out. The imagination, the preplay of the future, the personality. When you make a vow, when you make a covenant, when you make a promise, when you make an, um, when you make an oath, when you have sexual intercourse, what you do is you open yourself up to be your soul, mind, will, emotion, memory, imagination, personality, to be tied to someone or to something. And it's beyond hormones. It's beyond hormones, without a shot of a doubt. Because when you get married, uh, you go to the altar and you say vows. You say promises. You make covenants. Through words. Through words. Words are spirit. And they are spiritual containers that carry something. So therefore, I don't care how much skill you have. If you have a whole lot of skill in order to do something, but you don't have power to break some, then... When you get tied to something that's illegal, ungodly, unhealthy, you will be tied to something for a long time and you will be malfunctioning and being dysfunction for a while until because you've opened yourself up in the spirit world to allow things to come upon you that demonstrate spiritual warfare against you. Once we're that's again. So like we can go deep. It's just a different belief system. So what we're saying, you know, Kenya just said that it's just, you know, based on your the, the chemicals in your body, the hormones. But the fact of the matter is different belief system because we believe in spiritual warfare. I believe that every time a man enters inside of you and he releases life into you, he's releasing a spirit into you. That's why we have to be careful with who we allow. Just not even with that. Let's take sex off the table certain communication and I'm constantly making vows and I'm saying if God created the world by speaking let there be light when he was forming us and he was using words we believe words are spirits and they have the ability to be able to create create and to bond so once again I don't want to get off subject too deep because it's just two totally different belief systems understood no that listen that makes a lot of sense and y'all I want y'all to get y'all last cohort. We're going to read our last cohort of Super Chats in because this has been an absolutely incredible conversation. I agree. By both of these two families bringing two, as you guys can hear, different philosophies, belief systems, lifestyles to the table. And what I still add, I can appreciate regardless on what I believe, I can appreciate that both of you guys are pro marriage, y'all go, y'all are pro your community, mm-hmm. y'all are pro keeping us together, y'all are pro keeping our community together, pro healthy relationships, pro being healthy relationships, y'all are both against divorce, but there's still a lot of differences and nuances in how you guys are carrying this out, and what more than anything else I can appreciate is you guys being open and willing to stand here on this platform. And have a conversation with somebody that thinks absolutely different from yourself. So thank you guys so much for coming thus far in the conversation. Let's get to some of these super chats before yeah. we go ahead and close and this thing that, out. Because I definitely want to get their final thoughts on this. We but absolutely shout out to, to Lisa McKinnon says, so can the partners of the poly have their own outside partners? I believe the answer to that was yes. Yes. Right. Shout out to Tachi Love. She says, wow. I grew up in the poly community. My dad had four wives at once. Almost every child who grew up in that community is damaged. Dynasties are destroyed when there are so many opinions influencing a household. 
You know what? I think Tati actually called in. That would have been good to kind of get her, her story on that. And shout out to all the initiates that's joining the family right now as well. Shout out to Maria Flamethrower. It says Kenya for the win. Shout out to Monica Stanley. I don't think that a lot of these men actually want a poly relationship. Two women equals twice the responsibility. They just want multiple women because one cannot satisfy their sexual appetite. Mm. Interesting. What you think about that, Ty? Is that, is that, is that the case? And see, here's the thing. I don't want to speak for all the brothers, but what I do know is if you can't manage one woman successfully, you ain't got no damn business trying to bring two, three women. <laughs> right. If you can't manage this. No picture. And I'm a man. All right. <laughs> and, and I'm just keeping it 1000 when I say that. But was that all the super chats? No, we no. Had? Shout out to Lisa Mullen says men in favor of polyamorous relationship is an indicator they do not care about women's health and only their selfish needs and desires. Shout out to Passion Jones says love you, Kenya. Polyam polyamory is such an amazing dynamic once you do the work. It's not all about sex. Families are built through polyamory. I'm living happily with my husband and boyfriend. Shout out to all the boyfriends out there. Yo, shout out to the boyfriends. Shout out to Lori Jane says, how do you establish marriages to other wives and husbands if by law you cannot be married to multiple people? What defines it as a marriage? That's a great question because we did not get get into the legalities of of around these these types of relationships. So maybe we can try that in another conversation. Shout out to Lisa Mullen again. Lisa. Lisa is just going berserk on these super chats, which we appreciate and we need. Children are confused. Multiple moms and dads. Children deserve to know their biological heritage from their biological parents, not fake parents. So shots fired from Lisa. Shout out to Kenya. African tradition does not practice polyamory. Lots of super chats. Shout out to Dance with Faith, one of my favorites. I'm for monogamy, but want to ask the Christian couple, what... Do you do if your husband becomes attracted to other to another woman in the Christian marriage? Should he take it to God only or to God and his wife? Now, let's answer that one real quick. I'm not going to lie. I want to answer that one because that's a You know what? You guys brought that up. Kenya yeah. says she kept it all the way real and she brought it to me. I already told my future wife what to do. OK, y'all said I was toxic and insecure. It is what it is. But I want to hear what the pastor got here. Pastor James. Yo. All right. Yeah. All hypothetical because Pastor Tiff would never feel this way. It doesn't happen. To, <laughs> it doesn't happen to Pastor Tiff's body of mind. I was just going to just say this real quick. Pastor James is not blind. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't think Christianity signs you up for you to be blind. So, um, hmm. yeah, go ahead. You can answer, babe. Well, 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 well I, I, let, let me put you in this hypothetical world. It's a whole other dimension, okay? In this, in dimension number nine, okay, Pastor Tiff walks up to you and says, I am attracted <laughs> to another man, okay? How do you go about handling this? I would be like attracted to another man. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, where in the world did that come from? Like, like, how did that happen? Like, what, what went, what, what happened within you to not feel what you are feeling, but knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you about to violate covenant right. whatsoever? That's what I would ask. So, so let me let me ask Pastor James: yeah. Should should a woman or man who's feeling this? Should they bring that conversation to their partner first or as a super chat acts, should they don't, should they keep it at the conversation with God? Should they take it to God or take it to both? I would say, see, because anytime you expose the enemy, you exposing the next move, so to speak. So I would say this, I would go as far as this. Uh, 
if a person that was in transforming faith in our church, I would tell them, bring this to me. And then we're going to go to your wife together, because if we can do this together and everybody is on the same rhythm and on the same page, we are acknowledging some, but we're about to break this down together and destroy it. That's what I would say. I want to go just a step further with yeah. the question. I can be attracted yeah. without letting it go any further than the attraction. So if I'm bringing it to my husband, am I bringing it to him because I'm struggling or am I bringing it to him because, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm attracted to somebody and I'm thinking about stepping it out, stepping out. It's just what is the motive for me bringing it to him? If it's just open conversation or we're at church and it's like, oh, you know, there was a guy over there. He was real clean, had on something nice. I mean, the conversation, but if I'm bringing it to him, I'm probably bringing it to him because I'm about to enter into a struggle. And if that's the case, then absolutely, I need to discuss it with my husband. If it's something that's about to make me think that I'm going to step outside of my covenant, I definitely think it's something that we need to talk about and we need to address it. That's exactly what we did. Yep. And, that, and this is what we should show people how to do. This is what we're right. saying. They've gotten this idea and seen the power of being able to be authentic, like the pastor just said, if you're authentic, it's going to stop that next move. Right. This is our whole philosophy. This is called open relating, being open and honest with your partner. And that takes a training. We can train you guys on how to have those conversations because the wife going to be mad. The husband going to be mad. How do we deal with those egos? That's what we've written up level communication systems for this. So yeah, that's, that's perfect. We're moving in the same direction now. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. The only difference is, Kenya, I'm attracted, but I'm not about to try to get another husband. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you have to know how to have those conversations right. and, and have them be smooth and understand that this is natural, normal, not a sin or misbehavior. It's just natural. Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really great point. Pastor James said that earlier, that churches are not all the same. I have eyes. I am able to see. If you look at in the if you look in the Bible, David saw Bathsheba and he was attracted to her, but then he took it a step further and then acted out and then wanted to pursue her and had her husband killed. It's not a sin and it's nothing wrong that I see someone that I'm attracted to. It goes into the next step is when I act upon my attraction. I meditate. And then right, when I meditate I on stuff. it. Correct. I but, don't eliminate correct. it. Correct. Because the God of the universe lives on the inside of me. Go so ahead. the Holy Spirit that is in me, the God of the universe, he acts as that one that comes in and says, Now Tiffany, yeah, you see him, you're attracted to him but I'm living inside of you. I'm empowering you to be able to control yourself before this enters into something where you're gonna destroy something that you've actually brought before me. You're about to destroy your covenant. It's nothing wrong with seeing things. And I think sometimes we are overcomplicating it. It does not become a sin and it does not become something that until I start meditating on it, I start lusting after it, I start really thinking about it, I start dreaming about it, at some point when I get to that point, I've already kind of made this emotional connection in my yeah. soul and I've already taken it too far. Yeah. You've got to be prepared and to guard your heart. Yeah. When I guard my heart, I see something and I know that it goes against what I believe. So I set up parameters and I no longer meditate on it. That gives me the ability to want to act out on it. And Kenya, the same way y'all been teaching couples for the last 20 years, we've been eliminating ungodly and unhealthy soul ties for a few years now right so therefore yeah it's um yeah we, we we doing this in a biblical way 
We saving people's, we helping, we saving people's lives, helping people get back control of their life, helping people get back control of their mind. Once they're eliminating ungodly soul ties by making covenants and doing, making vows and making promises in unhealthy and ungodly ways. Yeah. I think it just goes back to the root of it. At all times, you must guard your heart. Mm, guys, first of all, again, I'm going to thank you guys again for go ahead and bringing this incredible word to us um, because both of you guys are incredibly impactful um, in the spaces that you guys are in. You're both responsible for your communities and a flock that depend upon you both for education and leadership in the nuances of relationships. Mm -hmm. What I would like for you guys to do at this point is to go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and what you might have for them. And I want you guys to know that anything that they say or display that they have for you will be over here in the chat or in the link in the description if you are watching the replay. But go ahead, Pastor James, let's start with you guys uh, on that end. Well, before Pastor James um, gives out his book, we are a ministry and we would love to invite people to come out to Transforming Faith on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. 12401 South Post Oak. Our information, um, our website is um, TFCC Houston, which is T, which stands for Transforming Faith, TFCCHouston.com. Yeah, and I'm the author of this book, mm -hmm. The Secret of the Soul Tie, What the Enemy Does Not Want You to Know about ungodly soul ties. Not only do we have a book, but we also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. We also have a um, Soul Goals class that's going to start April the 18th, 2024. Yeah. <laughs> April the 18th, the next Soul Goals class is going to start April the 18th, 2024. We also are going to have a conference April 3rd, April 4th, and April 5th entitled the Freedom Conference, where we're going to teach you how to eliminate and how to eradicate unhealthy, ungodly soul ties and evil spirits out of your life and y'all locate over in houston right yes sir in houston, houston texas. texas all right so oh, we, yeah we booked too by the way uh march 24th that sunday we will be at uh y'all's church and, and we're gonna have a good time we're gonna be up in there we're gonna be up in there yeah we booked so y'all i'll be out of town but i'll miss you guys <laughs> awesome awesome let's actually go over to the stevens family because y'all also got some incredible things popping off let the people know what you got uh, you can find my wife's school at progressiveloveacademy.com and you can find my school at mysteryschool.live. We've also written some books, a lot of books, but just two of the books we've written. One is Up Level Communication by my wife and I. really teaches about how to communicate, how to get past arguments and all those types of things. So it's a communication framework. And then this book, and My Expressions of Love, talks about the different love expressions that we have as human beings so you can understand what your husband or wife is looking for in terms of what kind of love they want to experience so you can find us at those websites we also do personal coaching yep. and right now we are interviewing for the queendom lifestyle course which is a course for women who want to build their queendoms and take control of their lives i divorce proof marriages and stop divorces for very high-end clients people suffering from 10 20 30 million dollar divorces i stop those very easily but I also do a divorce proof club for people who don't want to get a divorce and they're not worried about a $10 million divorce. So um, I work with celebrities. I work with NFL, NBA players. I work with people who want to expand and not lose their net worth, but uh, uh, expand their marriage rather than contract their net worth for no reason. So um, also, yes, find us on Instagram, Carl Stevens, Kenya K. Stevens, 
Progressive Love Academy and watch us on TLC, Seeking Brother Husband. Wow. And there you have it, guys. Look, first off, thank you guys again. All links in guys. the description, too. Yes, all links in the description. I'm thanking you guys again for coming up on here and having this conversation with us because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I just want to get some final thoughts before we get y'all up out of here. And we can start with you guys, the Stevens family, because you guys just spoke. I want to hear your thoughts here. Give me your final thoughts on this subject, on this topic of monogamy versus polyamory. What, what's your thoughts from the conversation that we just had? I'll go first. Oh, yeah, you want to go first? Go. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, you go. You go. Well, yeah. I'm just going to say that, you know, with 52.5% of African-American children living in a single family homes, 70% of born again Christians have the highest divorce rate in the United States of any non-secular group. 70% um, of African-Americans not being married. 40% uh, of current marriages in the United States sexless. We have a problem. So I don't think the solution is to say, well, keep doing the same thing. What we are doing is injecting some new energy, some new life, some new skills, some new techniques and philosophies into the system. I am a philosopher and my husband is as well. And I'm just saying that if we're going to say that there's a concern here and we've been doing the same thing for the past 400 years with information we learn from somebody else's culture, I think it's time for us to create our own and create something new. Absolutely. I, I agree. Understood. Thank you, guys. Let's go over to the Edwards family. What you guys got? Give us your final thoughts on this conversation. As Kenya was quoting the statistics, I looked over at my husband and I said, that means that if there, if the statistics are this high, that means that we need to do the work to make sure that we change the statistics. Just because it sounds good does not mean that does, it does not mean that it is good for your life. Um, I, I definitely believe that the word of God, it, it never changes. We as people change, but the word of God is what it is. And if you're not careful, anything that sounds good, you will begin to believe it because sometimes poison is wrapped in a very beautiful package. And so I think we just have to be careful and to really understand and know why we believe what we believe. And I'm not moving from um, the, yeah. the, 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 the Holy yeah. Spirit has a proven track record yeah. in my life. Yeah, we're standing on business. I ain't got yeah. theories. I got an experience. Absolutely. I know without a shadow of a doubt what the Bible, what the Holy Spirit of God has done for my life. Took me from a place of darkness in complete light. And as I am in the light, my responsibility is to go back and get everybody that I used to be. So all that crazy, ignorant stuff. Yeah, it is truly 100 percent possible for us not to be the statistic. And Absolutely. in Jesus name, we won't be a statistic. All things are possible if you believe that believes. So which one are you going to believe? Well, look, shout out to both families. We love y'all and appreciate y'all for coming to share. Shout out to all the initiates that have joined and shout out to the last, uh, the very last Super Chats. And this is the thing, guys. These Harley and Love dating cars, they, <laughs> they work for both monogamous and polyamorous relationships, okay? I guarantee you that. So please, the link is in the description and in the chat. Love 20 for your 20%. Uh, 20% off the entire order. Don't forget international shipping and free domestic shipping, guys. Harley and Love dating cards. Make sure you cop those. Love 20. It's only two days left, so please go ahead and get them. The perfect, the perfect addition if you just want to have it as a collectible or something to have for every cookout, friends, giving, and family event on the calendar. But listen, guys, love you, Pastor James. Love you as well, Kenya. Y'all did an incredible job bringing two different perspectives. Uh, Pastor Tiff and uh, Carl as well. Thank you so much. My first time meeting Carl 
uh, and pass the tip. This listen. And shout out to Noble for jumping in there too. He can do look, it. <laughs> Noble came up in here. It was a family affair up here. Hey, I, I had to kick him out. It was like three, it was three on two at that point. All right, <laughs> yeah, it was three on two. But listen, no. I wanted to say something really quick. I wanted just to say I'm grateful that it went smooth. I was watching Kenya a, a couple of interviews that you did. And you were interviewed by someone and they were so disrespectful because they did not believe how you believe And I was watching it, even though I do not believe in, poly in polyamorous. I made it a point today. I'm like, she is still a woman. How dare Absolutely. somebody disrespect her to that degree? I think today really displayed that we can have different belief systems and we don't have to disrespect anybody. I can hate the sin that a person is in or their belief system, but I still have the ability to love them. And so because of that, I'm just... I'm grateful that it it went smooth because it, how how do we really exude the love of God if we come in and it's just nasty and all of these different you know taking dugs or taking digs at one another? So I just wanted to say that um, I think tonight went well. Excellent. Look, thank you guys so much again for coming up on here. We love you. Please, audience, my initiates. Do not leave here without that subscribe button being pressed. It helps us grow. It helps us expand. That like button helps us expand the word and the mission across these YouTube streets. So go ahead, please hit that like button. Leave your thoughts in the comments because I want to know in the comments, monogamy, polyamory, what side you on? Pastor James, it sounds like you had some before I let you go. Are you no, good? I'm good? I'm good, man. Blessings to y'all, man. We all right. Hey, look, Bless. blessings to everybody watching this. And y'all already know how we do it. Hardly initiated. We Bless. are out.